Boys Club. Is it called Boys Club because my apartment looks like a boy lives in it? I wouldn't say a boy lives in it. I would say a boy is kidnapped somewhere in here. Boys Club. We're everything. We're true crime. We're, we're world true, star hip hop. World star hip hop. We're Netflix reviews. Stories of the day. Boys Club. Listen. Yeah, do it. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. Uh, I think. Uh, no, we're not. And on Google Play. Nobody gives a shit. Boys Club. Boys Club podcast. Now with 90% more sound clips of black people. Boys Club. Touch me and I'll sue. Here at Intoxia Reviews, we intellectually dissect the art of cinema scene by scene. Here's some clips. Oh, he is. It's just a fucking big wooden doll full of cum chasing kids around. <laughs> you look up guys who poop in a bag. I think that's where you'll find them. Because he is hurt. It's probably just in your search history anyway, isn't it? This movie fucking blows. So don't forget to subscribe to Intoxicated Reviews on all places you find podcasts. Except Spotify. We're working on it. Do not take product if you are hypersensitive. Oh, hey, Internet. And welcome back to the Intoxicated Podcast. This is the drinking comedy podcast that gets personal, and I'm your host, Sarah. This week's guest is very, very exciting. This is actually someone I met years and years and years ago and have reconnected with because of this podcast. It is drag king extraordinaire, Rhett Slutler, also known as Charlie, but on this episode, he definitely channeled a little bit of both. Now, I actually met Rhett when things were quite different in his life. He is a trans man, so things have changed uh, since I met him. So this was an absolutely fascinating episode. We talk a lot about drag and finding your community, building your own family, as we say. And we do talk a lot about gender identity and that whole journey for Rhett, which was quite interesting, and it brought up a lot of really interesting conversations. We talked about pronouns. We talked about different types of etiquette when you are dealing with somebody who is going through a shift in their identity. I loved this one. It was tons of fun. I just have so much appreciation for drag and people in that community. They are such hard workers. They're so entertaining. And Rhett is all of those things. So if you also appreciate the drag community, you can follow um, Halifax Drag Kings. So that's HFX Drag Kings on Instagram and stay up to date about some shows where you might be able to see Rhett live. You can also follow him on social media at Rhett Slutler. That's R-H-E-T-T-S-L-U-T-L-E-R. I will link below to that as well. Please stay up to date. He's absolutely fabulous. And I loved this episode. Don't forget to hit subscribe on whatever podcasting app you use to listen to podcasts. Follow Intoxicated on social media, Facebook and Instagram at Intoxicated Podcast, on Twitter at in underscore toxicated. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. It's one of my favorite things in the world. I freaking love it. There's video versions of episodes. You can actually see us talking. And those video versions are slightly less edited than the audio. So it's pretty cool to put that on in the background if you want to check us out. If you are a fan of Intoxicated, number one, thanks so much for being a fan. But number two, you can do a couple things to show your support for the show. You can check out our Patreon page. You can leave us an iTunes rating or review. That's greatly appreciated and certainly helps out the metrics for the podcast and makes it more visible to the world. 
You can also go to Patreon. So that's patreon.com backslash intoxicated and check out our Patreon page and our different rewards that we offer in exchange for a monthly donation to the show. And I use that money towards the show. So that's things like new equipment, different gadgets, different things we can do to up the quality of intoxicated. So if you're a big fan, I highly recommend checking out Patreon. You can donate as little as $1 per month, up to 20 Whatever you feel you can afford or swing. And the more Patreons we get, the more we will offer. And that Patreon page is shared with the Brother Podcast to Intoxicate It. That's Intoxicated Reviews, hosted by my good friend Corey West, with regular co-hosts Bryant Thompson. It's, it's great. So check out Intoxicated Reviews if you haven't. But uh, we do share that Patreon page. So we do a lot of bonus episodes together. I also offer early access to listeners on Patreon. And like I said, the more um, people that sign up, the more creative I will get with the rewards. But honestly, the most simple thing that you can do to support Intoxicated is to tell a friend, spread the word, let people know about it. That is greatly appreciated. You can also send your questions, feedback, and comments to intoxicatedpodcast at gmail.com. Even if you want to just send you know, life advice questions, I would love to start answering questions at the top of the show. Something kind of cool that I want to do, but I need questions for that. So don't hesitate to let me act as your therapist, even though I'm certainly not, I am not qualified for that. But you know, I'm an intoxicated therapist. It's, you know, many steps down. (laughs) But you can certainly do that to the Gmail intoxicatedpodcast at gmail.com. That's about it, you guys. You guys are going to love this fucking great episode with Rhett Slutler. I I appreciate it because like I just love hearing different perspectives. Yeah, absolutely. That aren't my own. Like I'm a fucking straight white girl. I'm the <laughs> most, I mean, other than a straight white guy, which yeah. I think is a step worse that than is, me. Yeah, that's like bottom of the barrel. <laughs> like I'm the most boring kind of person. So I I want to talk to people who are like like actually because you said polyamory in your one of your topics, and I saw that your last podcast was, was about, about, about it. Poly. Yeah, and it's something that like I would absolutely never do because yeah. I just don't have the. I'm just too jealous. Yeah. I get too jealous. Um, but it's something that I'm very like fascinated by. Oh yeah, definitely. At the same time, so. and it's such a like process for people. Such a process. And yeah. um, but I also think it's so great because there's so many fucking people who cheat. <laughs> yeah, so many. It is unnecessary. Wild. Yeah, <laughs> unnecessary. That's the word for it. Yeah. Unnecessary. Yeah, you don't have to do this to yourself. <laughs> But I, I'm a big ethical non-monogamy gal. Like yeah. I, I'm just like I don't really want to be poly, but like yeah. until I find someone to be monogamous with, I would rather be ethically non-monogamous. non-monogamous. Yep. Yeah. So if another dick comes around that I want, I'm gonna go for that. Yeah. I'll <laughs> let you know. <laughs> so this is, this is very exciting. So your name Rhett, right? Rhett. Am I saying that right? Rhett. Rhett. Uh, Slutler. Slutler. Yeah. I said it right. It was a lot of L's in there, and I won't lie. Like I had a speech impediment growing up. So sometimes names are tricky for me. It's okay. When I started drag, um, they nobody could say my name ever. Really? What I was, was like Brett Stutter. Um, <laughs> rent. Rent. Uh, like Rent Stuntler. <laughs> like wow. Just, yeah. And like what, there was one show I did a pageant, and the same person announced me three different ways. Really? And they were all wrong. Oh, my, <laughs> my goodness. Yeah. That that's a process. That was hex. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys, you guys were here. I am I'm ridiculously excited for this.
We are here with Rhett Slutler! Oh! I said it right! Yay! Oh my gosh! <laughs> Thanks so much for coming over! I'm so excited. I mean, I love to drink. I love to chat. So Yes. And I don't know why I didn't reach out sooner, to be honest. I'm always looking for guests, and I'm always looking for colorful people and my Facebook <laughs> friends. And every now and then, though, I lack a guest, and I say, who wants to come drink for free uh, and bear their soul on a mic? Uh, I'll give you free booze. And you obliged. Yes, absolutely. And also, I love that you obliged because you are a drag king. Yeah. Drag king? Yep. Yeah. And um, I think that that's great because if anyone can be in a room in the heat with lights <laughs> um, and, like, be okay with it, it's it's a drag, someone in drag. Yeah, absolutely. This is this is cool compared to what I've experienced in the past, like, week and a half, two weeks. So. Oh, my God. This, can we talk about this year's pride oh my for God. just a second? I, I didn't even make it out to the parade because... I was just like, I can't. Oh, I can't. <laughs> I'm like, I'm a bad gay. What do I do? <laughs> I just got it. Like, we were in a heat wave. So here in Halifax, it was like, there was a humid dex, and that was the issue, I think. Uh, so it was over 30 degrees. Like, yeah, but, easily. But felt like it was 100. Right. Like, so, and this was during Pride, like the first week, first weekend of Pride? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, first weekend yeah. was the parade. Yeah. And so I actually walked in it. With Mac Cosmetics and oh, yeah. and like we were just dousing ourselves with water. My friend Shannon, who was like supposed to walk with me, backed Dope. out. She's like, I can't. Yeah, I'm I gonna, will die. I'm gonna faint. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, I don't blame you. Um, I I actually I surprised myself. I do pretty good in heat. Mm. Like I I don't get I don't get fainty. Okay, I just get cranky. Yeah, well, <laughs> I think that's like a given for most people. Like. Once it hits like twenty five <laughs> degrees, everyone's just an asshole. Everyone becomes <laughs> it's and it's the same here in Halifax with the the cold weather. I feel yeah. like it could go cold or hot. Like it's it's very similar. Basically, unless thing. it's like September or June, everyone <laughs> is pissed. <laughs> everyone's always so pissed. Uh, thank you so much for coming on, though. This is lovely, and we are drinking something very summery. Mm-hmm. We are drinking some lemonade and vodka. Lou loves her vodka. You suggested lemonade, and it's crazy because when I got your text. I had just got done telling my friend that I wanted to make homemade lemonade because I had it on the waterfront the other night and I was like, oh, I love Me lemonade this. so much. <laughs> like, it's the most refreshing, like, delicious, ugh, delicious drink. Yeah. So it's, thank you for choosing something like that I like. It's like nostalgic. So when you add vodka to it, like, double nostalgic. <laughs> and pink lemonade. Pink you used to love the pink mm-hmm. lemonade. Also limeade. Oh, yeah. Yum. <laughs> I definitely went through a limeade phase mm. um, with a lot of vodka or gin or really anything yeah it's so good i was 16 and i like that it's not carbonated because uh i love me some carbonated water i drink a lot of it i drink a lot of bubbly um but like i I like that it's just kind of water it's we're getting hydrated yeah we're getting our sugar Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. just to stay alive (laughs) and we're getting our alcohol it's truly the best drink yeah it's basically like a full meal it's a full meal And so we also usually start with a friendship origin story. This is funny because we've, this is the second time we've met. <laughs> but we did meet once long ago. Many years ago. Yeah. Like many moons ago. Through, many lifetimes ago for me. <laughs> just through a friend. And I think we just became Facebook friends and yeah, Facebook just, friends. I think we've just like followed each other since then. Exactly. <laughs> and so things are different now. Yes. <laughs> My life is slightly different than when I was like a 21-year-old university cheerleading straight girl. <laughs> cheerleader? Oh, I cheered for 10 years. 10 oh. fucking years of my life. <laughs> oh my god. That's how Steph and I became friends. 
she was in church. Yeah. Got it. That's yeah. all. It's all connected. <laughs> Interesting. Holy shit. And where do you where do you hail from? Where are you from? I'm from Dartmouth. Dartmouth. Yeah. Your Dartmouth. Whole life. Born and raised. Yeah. Born and raised. Well, okay, that's a lie. I was born in Kingston, Ontario. I don't usually tell people that because I hate Ontario, but Ontario, uh, <laughs> Ontario, mm-hmm. and uh, I moved here when I was like going into like school oh gotcha yeah. i just stayed yeah, yeah. we've stayed here since then yeah nice been here for like 22 years and how old yeah. are you i'm 28 years old as 28 of two weeks ago. yeah almost 30 definitely not 25 anymore you're getting into your <laughs> return of saturn phase yeah mm-hmm. which is hell so yeah have fun with that cool i mean <laughs> cool, cool, the cool, last cool. five years of my life i've just been on a walk in the park so <laughs> why why not <laughs> I know. I'm like, my return to Saturn is my whole life. Yeah. Like, oh, when does it end? I don't, even, <laughs> I don't know. But um, that's fascinating. So, okay, you grew up in Dartmouth. And take me through this whole journey with you. Because when <laughs> I met you, you were a straight woman. Yeah. yeah. Things are different now. Things are different. Yeah. So probably, I want to say, yeah, like when I was in high school, mm-hmm. I kind of came out as bi at the time Mm -hmm. but then like kind of put that to the wayside because it wasn't cool or whatever and then when i was 21 i came out as a lesbian uh, at the time um because i i actually didn't know any trans people Uh, i had never met another trans guy (laughs) ever (laughs) so it wasn't like even in my mind i was like i know i'm weird i know i'm different and i I'm also gay, so right. I didn't really figure that out until about five years ago. Oh wow! Yeah, so okay. that's kind of when I started. Like, I changed my name, right, and um, changed pronouns. What was your name before? I'm not going to tell you that. No, you tell me. <laughs> no. I was trying I'll to tell remember. You off air. <laughs> I was trying to remember. Tell me off air. Yeah, because <laughs> I know. I know that when you say it, I'll be like, oh yeah, oh yeah, obviously, you know? yeah, but. Yeah, I mean, you, you gotta just embrace it. Yeah, exactly. And leave it behind. Yeah, obviously, it, it was part of you that that. And that's the thing. Like, my family will still use it sometimes. I'm like, that's that's fine. Like, that's who right. I was for so long. And mm-hmm. you know, I've you know, I've changed. I have a new name. I'm Charlie now, and I use he him pronouns now. Um, but that's been a journey, like to get to, to get to that point. Um, uh huh. To figure out like what it is I want and like who I want to be and right what feels comfortable. That's such I, I just can't imagine. Well, I mean because you're probably just like I know something's different about me. Exactly, and I've always what the heck that. is like, it? Even from like being a child, I yeah. remember being like I'm a weird girl. <laughs> yeah, I don't fit in with other girls, or like I don't have the same like feelings about my body that other girls have, and like right. yeah, I would never be able to like sort that out, but still being like a massive slut the whole time. <laughs> so. <laughs> Were you like what age did you discover sex or like sexuality? I would say like thirteen. Oh my gosh! Yeah. yeah. See, I was I discovered masturbation like mm. way younger. Yeah. Like I, I, was I mean, so masturbation young. maybe like eleven, probably. Yeah. I would say, but like when I wouldn't tell anybody about that. <laughs> yeah. Such a shameful. Such thing. a shameful. Even like way later, like into my university years. Yeah. It was like still like, oh, you're a woman who masturbates. Like, why do you do that? I'm like, I know. dudes can like dudes with penises can masturbate all they want, twenty four seven. Everyone was like, oh, that's and cool. they talk like, about it yeah. so openly. Yeah, and they just like throw their hands down their pants in public and shit yeah. like that. And you're like, I can't even like talk about a period. Like, <laughs> it's, it's like it's, so much shame associated. There's with, so much of it, like being a cis woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Truly, and I even think still it's 
slightly tabooed. Like, yeah, we're definitely getting, we're getting there. there. Yeah, we are getting there. Leaves and bounds, but still ways to go. that sums it up right there yeah yeah yeah. we've come a long way but there's still a very long way to Mm -hmm. go so you so you were a lesbian at one point Mm -hmm. did you then because when i knew you i think you were straight right i think so yeah um so did you go back to straight um no or were you or did i meet you before the lesbian stage you met me i think probably just before the lesbian stage or perhaps like around the same time okay gotcha um because i was still dating men until I was like 20, 21. Mm-hmm. I came out when I was 21. Right. And I didn't date any men. I still haven't dated men, I don't think. <laughs> don't do it. Yeah. It's, it's overrated. Yeah. I've dated some like <laughs> transmasculine people and, um, you yeah. know, I've had my fun, but. So when, no you, when you were straight dating guys, mm-hmm. um, what were those relationships like? Um, not great. <laughs> no. Very, um, yeah. I was, you know, I was very aggressive for a woman. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I would be told that I'm bossing my boyfriends around. And, do this, do that. Yeah, or like, I love that. You know, I was like the sexually aggressive one in our relationships and stuff like that. Oh, God. Speaking my language. Yeah. Speaking my language. So, yeah, it was hard to find someone to keep up with me. Right. Did you have like a lot of long term relationships? I did. Yeah. Yeah. I like basically was like safe, mm-hmm. you know, like, I was like, if I. I've dealt with this person, so I'll just, like, <laughs> stick with what I know. <laughs> I think that's so much of it, though. Is Especially when you're young. People like, get into comfort zones, and, like, they're just scared to step out of that. Yeah, de- definitely. And, like, especially, like, being in the closet, like, it was like, you know, if I have a boyfriend, no one's going to ask me if I'm gay. So that was oh, also a... really? Yeah, that was definitely, like, in the back of my mind. Mm. At least from, like, high school onwards. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. yeah that's <laughs> so you knew. You yeah. just, I, yeah. It you was knew. like it was in there. It yeah. was in there. Yeah. But I, and I think too, so much of it is what you're exposed to. Mm-hmm. Because if you grew up at, in a high school age area, like where you weren't exposed to other queer people, people. gay yeah. people, trans people, like yeah, you wouldn't necessarily be empowered to, and you don't have the information. You, yeah, yeah. There's no one being like, oh yeah, I felt that way, and you're like, wait, other people feel this way, right? <laughs> Because, yeah, you know, when you're having girl talk or whatever, a sleepover, nobody brings up that shit. Like, mm. <laughs> no one's like, mm, yeah, so I saw this girl's boobs the other day and I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> did your friends ever have an inkling? Like, I always wonder that about friendship. And, and when you have a friend that you're like, I don't know if you're straight. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to question you because I don't want you to be offended by that. But I also want you to know that you can talk to me about it. Yeah. Because it's okay. And you're my friend. And I'll love you no matter what. It's actually really funny because my best friend, Haley, that I've had since I was in like third grade, probably, I always thought she was a lesbian. Like our whole upbringing, I was always like, you know, Haley, if you are gay, like that's totally fine. Like I'm never like gonna hold that against you, and like yeah. you can tell me about it. And she wasn't. She was a late. <laughs> she was a late bloomer. Like, right. She didn't like men because they were stupid. Like, I know, right? Like, now she has a like a husband and two kids and whatever. Oh wow. But like, yeah. But like, she didn't have a boyfriend until we were like what, like 
halfway through university right yeah compared yeah. to especially compared to me <laughs> yeah. no totally yeah yeah so do you think it's like like if a friend were to ask, like if a friend ever questions you do you ever get offended by that or do you just kind of roll with it no i yeah, i roll I like, with it and now like I i'm like so that. open that it's just like people come to me with questions i love that yeah. <laughs> they're like okay so my brother just came out as gay and like i don't know how to ask these questions and i'm like oh hey ask me like i can i can walk you through this <laughs> As, yeah, as much as possible like obviously i can't speak for all gays but <laughs> right you can speak for like what your experience was yeah yeah and at least then they don't feel alone yeah what was the coming out process like um everyone's is so different it's just been like so many coming outs <laughs> <laughs> like you're just like constantly coming out multiple coming yeah out. so the first one Coming out as a lesbian actually it was kind of terrible. I <laughs> I had broken up with my boyfriend because I came out to him, oh. and then he got like super obsessed with me, being like, you know, like I don't think you're gay, and like you're just like you just want an excuse not to be with me and stuff like that, like really toxic. Oh my god! And um, and I ha- ended up having to tell my parents because he kept like phoning them and like phoning mm. me and like I was like, okay, I'm just gonna tell you what happened, and oh my, my mom, god. um first time we talked about it she doesn't drink regularly um i came out and she ordered a gin and tonic <laughs> at the daryl's which is like a i love like, daryl's yeah, where they serve like hamburgers and shit love it it was like 11 o'clock in the morning and uh and then she said i was really hoping you were going to tell me you're pregnant <laughs> i was like mom i am literally 21 years old in university why would you prefer that i'm pregnant than so I'm young <laughs> so young yeah so oh my so god like that was you know it took a while to get back on the horse with my parents but um my dad never cared he doesn't really care. He's just like, as long as you're happy, I don't, I don't oh, give a shit. Nice. Yeah. That's really good. That's really good yeah. to hear. Yeah. Yeah. I think my mom just had like more ideals and like plans for me. She was picturing the heteronormative, you know, I'm going to be kids, a grandmother. Yeah, exactly. Which like, yeah, I might still have kids, but like it wasn't guaranteed that I was going to have kids Ro- if I was a woman. Like, and that's like <laughs> kind of what I, I hate the assumption shit. that anyone will just have kids. kids. Yeah. Because it's like such a... It's like no, <laughs> so many people that. don't want kids, and also yeah. can't have kids. Can't, like, yeah, that's not a good just one. like physically cannot, but like mental health wise, or like yeah. chronic pain, or like so many other options, like other like reasons, right? And it just and people just like totally gloss over that stuff, right? Yeah. So like, not only are you like offending people that straight up don't want to have kids and like don't want to talk about it, but you're also offending people who maybe can't have kids or have had miscarriages, or have had miscarriages, or like any number of things, yeah. right? It's a touchy area. Yeah. So I just like people just like asking like, when are you gonna have kids? And you're just like, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you. It's I'll tell you when I'm going to. Yeah. It's a big if. Yeah. Not a one. Yeah. Exactly. No one fucking knows. No. And yeah. So I came out as lesbian, and then I was kind of all over the map. <laughs> yeah. Then, um, I met my ex partner six years ago, and then and they're a trans person, a trans non-binary person, and they kind of like you know open those doors for me and like yeah like that's how we got to know each other was like talking about you know gender feels and like um you know sexuality and and you know sexism and things like that like we had a lot of like in-depth conversation about gender which i had never had with anyone right like yeah no one had even asked no one had you know there was nothing Uh and then they kind of introduced me to that 
you know, that whole line of thinking and being like this, you know, there's other options than just being a woman. Like there's something else out there if you, if that's what you are looking for. If like if you really truly don't feel right, right. in this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, so that was like huge for me, like big, like eye opening and interesting. Yeah. And I had, I had already kind of like liked the name Charlie, like it had already kind of resonated with me. Um, so when we had started like dating, I was like, I, you know, I think I want you to try using the name Charlie. I think I want to try that out. And it just fit. Interesting. Yeah. So is that how it kind of started for you? Was yeah, the name? I changed the name. And then, you know, I tried out different pronouns. Like, I was they, them for a long time because I didn't know if I was, like, a boy or if I was, like, somewhere in between. Right. Like, more non-binary. Uh-huh. Um, or, like, gender non-conforming or whatever. There's a okay. million names. Do you know the difference? So okay. gender non-conforming and non-binary. Yeah. What's the difference? So basically anyone can be gender non-conforming. Um, so, like, you can be a cis lady, but maybe you don't conform to your gender roles. Oh, right? okay. Mm-hmm. So, like, if, if I dressed very tomboyish. Yeah, or, like, more masculine. you know, like, a cis man who likes to wear dresses or, like, wear makeup, but are still, like, a cis man. They're still a man. Yeah, they're still a man. And I think, because I think people see guys like that and they're, mm-hmm. like, trans. Yeah. And then it's, like. Not necessarily. not necessarily yeah that's why you yeah. you know you ask people's pronouns yeah that's like number yeah. one you don't need to ask somebody like what do you have in your pants or like you know what how, how do you identify nothing like that just what are your pronouns right. and if you get to know them then they'll tell you their story like <laughs> and it's insane to me like just how engraved in us it is to just go he yeah she. <laughs> like even when you see someone who you're like you might think that they're non-binary or something like you kind of pick one and you roll with it exactly and this is not anyone's it's just the way you're taught how we were socialized yeah exactly uh and it's tricky Mm -hmm. so like i think that's important what you said about asking because i think i think that the thing is with some people is that they're scared to offend by asking yeah but people ain't gonna be offended. Yeah, they're gonna be happy you ask, probably. And honestly, likely. the people who get offended are are cis people who don't have to deal with this anyway. So, like, if you make them uncomfortable, I'm sorry, but you can be uncomfortable for like two seconds yeah. to make my life slightly better. <laughs> I think that that yeah, and that's another good point: the yeah. fear of being uncomfortable. Yeah, us as a society right now, we are so scared. Mm-hmm. To have uncomfortable conversations yeah. and to be uncomfortable and we're Just kind of refusing it. Yeah. That's stupid. Yeah. And then we complain that we don't understand things. And you're like, how are you going <laughs> to, what? <laughs> like, are you not going to ask questions? Are you not going to have those conversations? And then be like, I don't understand these newfangled kids and they're all their pineapple yeah. genders and shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> I do think that there's a lot. Yeah. So oh, it, yeah, it, it, it does take a lot of, again, curio- like, curiosity, and- understanding, learning. Yeah talking to people who are different mm-hmm. that's the big thing for me like i would much rather sit down with someone and talk uh and then i, I get it more mm-hmm. and i you know so i think that that is so that, like first person perspective is just it's easier like you can you know you know like if you read it in a book you're like okay this is like you know this has been edited this has been like gone over by a bunch of people blah, blah, blah. but if you're getting it straight from the source yeah you can be like okay and then you can ask questions and then you can clarify things and then you know there's a whole other opportunity there right to you know learn yeah yeah when you were doing the they them mm-hmm. did you find that difficult oh yeah 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 really hard so was this um so when you decided to go they them mm-hmm. did you <laughs> send a mass text like what? <laughs> did you <laughs> I think at one point I posted on my Facebook because I had oh, I had yeah. a drag profile. Right. So, like, I kind of kept my life separate for a long time. Like, drag was, like, queer and everything. And then 
Charlie or like my old account was just like, you know, business as usual. That's <laughs> fascinating. To yeah, me. the carpet, carpet compartmentalize such a hard word to say <laughs> but it's a word that i've been thinking a lot about lately just the idea of the different aspects of a person and like you know people who have multiple instagram accounts that they're mm-hmm. like they do different things on these instagram accounts and it's just like with you yeah you had two accounts, accounts that yeah. were this is charlie and yep. this is Rhett. yep and i yeah i've had that like i've had Rhett's account for five years now so like there's like a whole life on there. <laughs> so just, is it all? Is it kind of like flipping a switch in a way when you go from like into yeah, that definitely. character? Yeah, definitely. It's really like a, a character. I mean, this is kind of like in between because this is like you're dressed having, like him, but you're yeah, Charlie. but I'm more like Charlie. Right I like now. this. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Though you put me on stage, though, I'm on, yeah, I'm an actor. I've actually never seen your. I really, really want oh, to see it. Oh, you have to come. It was so funny. I really. I'm I, not gonna toot my own horn, but I'm hilarious. <laughs> I need to make a point to go to more drag shows mm-hmm. because it's a world that I absolutely appreciate and love so much. Mm-hmm. I actually went to um, hilarious story about Pride. My first Pride event was the the Queens Against Humanity event. Oh yes, with, with uh, Rouge and Shayla. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I got I got a big old dick right in my face. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. they, because my friend beside me who was sitting like kind of in the intersection like right here like waved a five dollar bill in the air and then i was like oh shit like uh, one of the performers oh, who was the co-host of that show it was rouge and someone else forget the name was it shayla maybe shayla shenanigans yeah, yeah. oh maybe i know yeah. that's her show i don't know if she was hosting yeah that not. more than likely yeah. and like she's like she'll get rid of my <laughs> i was just like oh my god <laughs> yeah there's uh there's very little shame in the in the drake community <laughs> I, that's why i love it so much mm-hmm. I, I just love the just unabashed like and like that's something that we've built for ourselves, right? Like that is a space we have curated to just not fucking care what anyone else thinks and do whatever we want. <laughs> Zero fucks. Zero fucks. Yeah. <laughs> no fucks at all. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so you were Charlie. You made the page for Rhett. and so the drag. Where does drag come into this? <laughs> There's so many things here. Well, so. that like that kind of like was a springboard for like experiencing gender differently, mm. like d- different gender expressions, like. Um, I learned how to flatten my chest. Like we, I use duct tape to flatten my chest. Duct tape, yeah, yeah. When I do the, you can wear a binder too. Like I wear a binder day to day, but um, not today because it's hot as fuck and there's no way I'm fuck wearing that. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't blame you. Yeah, like boys have tits too. It's fine. And, uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was like total springboard for um, for learning about gender and like what does masculinity mean to me and. Um, right. Also, just like seeing my face differently, like contouring, and and then yeah. also getting on stage, and just like the the idea of like you know putting it all out there, and like you're the only person on stage, everyone is watching you. What are you gonna do? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. What was your first drag performance like? Uh, I did. You may be right by Billy Joel. Ah. Uh? I was supposed to take off my tie and my jacket and a belt, and uh, I could not get my tie undone. I was trying to undo it the wrong way. Oh, yeah. And I just kept, like, pulling and pulling and pulling. I, like, choked myself with it. Shit. And eventually, I, like, somebody came out from the crowd and I did my tie for me. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, I'm never doing this again. <gasps> oh. Yeah. I can't imagine. <laughs> like, first-time performances? Like, oh, like, like, I'm actually thinking about doing stand-up for the first time, mm. like, soon. Slightly I terrifying. I, I don't know when, mm-hmm. but, like, it's it's going to happen soon. Uh, and I'm 
so ridiculously nervous. It's just there's something about the idea of like, okay, like you're making the choice to like step up there and like you said, yeah, put it all out. Like you're you're just like, here I am, world. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully you like my shit. That's here for five minutes. <laughs> Did you have a big crowd for your first show? Uh, I think so. I think it was a Halifax Drag Kings show, actually. Oh, nice. Yeah, I think it would have been their anniversary show, the first anniversary of it. So, yeah. Amazing. And I've been, I think I've been in every HDK show since then. Wow. Yeah. For five years. And so after that first show, which didn't go. It didn't go great. I still loved it. You I still, still had a great time. Like, I came off stage and I was like, what just happened? But then everyone was like, after that, it was great. Like, you did really good and you got confident. I'm like, okay, fine, That's whatever. what it is. Because I have seen, like, performances where I'm just like, it's just not quite there, there. yet. Yeah. Like, like, it's just a matter of working on it. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm, like, getting up there and Practice. doing this. Practice. And the thing, you have to do some shitty numbers. Like, there's no way around that. Like, you have to learn like what style you want to do or like if you want to do a style or like mm-hmm. how masculine you want to be or like gender fucky or you know feminine or whatever like you kind of you have to the first year of performing for me was just like like putting your like all of your liked songs on spotify on random <laughs> That, right. was, that was pretty much it. Like, I did Billy Joel. I did Blink-182. I, did, oh, like, I love it. Yeah, I did, like, some ballads. I did some, like, 80s rock. <laughs> like, I love that. Yeah. I so. love the variety. Mm-hmm. I think that that's what would make it really fun. Yeah, and, like, I've, I definitely, like, stuck with a solid character for a couple of years to kind of, like, it's easier to brand yourself that way. Which is this, is it? Which is this. Okay, yeah. I was going to say, because I was looking this through your pictures. My, yeah. You have some multiple characters, though, yeah. don't you? Yeah. I also, yeah, I do burlesque as well. <gasps> like, burlesque slash drag queen kind of thing as a trans man. So people get confused, but it's whatever. <laughs> I do what I want. I wear big wigs. I blew my eyebrows down. You know, I wear corsets. Yeah. And, like, that always confuses people because they're, like, especially my mom. Like, my mom and I have come a very long way. Yeah. She's only, like, recently started asking about drag. Right. <laughs> Before she was like, I don't want to know anything. Um, but she's like, if you want to be a man, then why do you dress like a woman? <laughs> and I'm like, a lot of men dress like women. Like, yeah, 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 exactly. Queens, what do you think like, of fucking dress? All you have this? to do is just think, okay, like, okay, Rouge. Yeah, like, man, lots of, like, yeah. Dress like and like, woman. and even like Rouge, Rouge came out as gender fluid right. recently, or like in the past couple of years, recent to me because I've known her for so long now. But um, yeah. And, but yeah, up until that point, yeah, it was. You know, a man dresses up in right. feminine clothing and makeup and over-exaggerated. And Love and I that. still do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, as a, you know, a trans queen, <clears throat> that's that's what I do. I put on the theatrics of it. You can play different characters. Exactly, sometimes yeah. that's character is a woman. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it's a man. Not. Sometimes, sometimes it's something in between. Sometimes it's a little monster. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yeah. So, okay. So you're with your partner. Mm -hmm. So at this point, so you were with a, you were with a trans non-binary partner. Yeah. Okay. And then they introduced you to this whole other world. Yeah, basically. So when did you then, I don't know what the word would be, not decide. That might not be the right word choice. No, like come to terms with. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The the idea of being. Being trans. Yeah. Yeah. Um. It was within that, like, first year or so. Right. Um, like, I didn't know if – I knew I was definitely non-binary. Like, uh-huh. I wasn't – I didn't fit the mold of woman. I didn't really associate myself with womanhood or whatever that means at the time. Which is interesting because you cheered. Yeah. Which is such a fe- – like, femme That sport. is yeah. total, like – I and mean, surrounded I, by guy women cheers, all the time. He's like, gay, you yeah. know. Like. You always – yeah. And, like, it's funny because the guys that have been on my teams actually aren't gay. So but everyone is always just like, oh, obviously you're gay. Like, no, 
Yeah. I'm in the gay world. It's not like hairdressers. <laughs> like, I think that that's the case exactly. with hairdressers, too, people assume. Yeah. It's like, no, they don't have to be. Yeah. And, yeah. And also, like, you might be bi. Like, you might be in a lot more different things. Mm. And um, so, yeah, it was like it was probably, like, a year into that. And, like, I had started drag right before I met my partner. Oh, cool. Um, so, like, that's kind of how we met. Because oh. uh, they're also drag king. Okay. And, um, yeah, so, like, about a year in, I was like, okay, I think – Definitely non-binary, thinking on the trans-masculine thing, and probably <clears throat> in the last, like, two years, definitely gone down, like, the road of, you know, looking at surgery and um, hormones and changing to he, him, and things like that. So that's been, like, fairly recent, I guess, like, in the last, like, year or two. And that's such a process. Oh, my God. Like, I feel oh like that's definitely God. not something people dive into. Exactly. And that's, like... Uh, my least favorite comment is like don't you know that's permanent and you're like no fucking shit i've been trying to make this happen for four years like i'm hoping it's permanent because if i get these chopped off and they come back <laughs> someone's gonna hear from me like tattoos could also be covered up like they're yeah. not totally permanent like like uh, this is permanent yeah that's no but like it is a big especially if you do go the surgery route mm-hmm. um that's a big decision. It is a big decision. And then it's a big surgery, right? Like yeah. any, anything you get done um, like that is is a big surgery and it's scary and it has yeah. all sorts of like medical ramifications. But, um, you know, if that's what you need to right. be yourself, to be uh-huh. happy and be comfortable, uh-huh. then like that's the risk you take. That's the risk. And, and not everyone goes the surgery no, route. No, definitely not. Which is something with the whole, like with the trans thing. Mm-hmm. I think so many straight people or people who aren't really open-minded, like, they just instantly go to, like, have you had the surgery? surgery? Yeah. And it's always the surgery, and you're like, you do you know how many surgeries There's there are? Many. <laughs> yeah. Like, how, like okay, top, bottom. You can do top, bottom. For, like, trans men, it's usually top and bottom surgery. There's three different kinds of bottom surgery you can get. Is there really? Yeah, like there's all sorts of different options of like how you can reconstruct or like uh-huh. work on or add to or anything like that. There's right. Like, there's several different ways. And I that. honestly, like just from a medical perspective, find that absolutely fascinating uh, the, and like, insane what we can do. Yeah, and like it's come so far in the last like ten, fifteen years insane. to what like used like yeah, it's wow. much better than what it used to be. And like people still like make shitty comments about like chop shop or like anything like that and you're just like you're gross like (laughs) you're you're gross this is like medical professionals yeah and it's not your opinion it's not your choice you don't get to comment on my body like no period anyone's body just fuck off off. oh the bell (laughs) the bell is the i agree bell it's if you make a good point you you feel free to ding it whenever you want um yeah no i i couldn't agree more yeah um and i think that that's something like i mean it's up to you if you want to tell people what you've done yeah and but that's your call that's no one else's exactly call yeah um like i follow someone on instagram who was very open about it mm-hmm. and like took pictures being like i'm going into surgery yeah. about to get a vagina and i'm <laughs> like this is so cool and crazy yeah and like some people are super open about it other people you know that's their privacy and like so that's gross. yeah but like for me as someone who's like more of a public figure yeah um I think it's more important for me to be open about things yeah. that where I'm comfortable, right? 100%. To like push the envelope and be visible for people who maybe can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Because the emotional side of it. It's heavy. Pe- people forget. Yeah. And people forget that there's a lot of emotions that go into it. And if you aren't there, 
<clears throat> you're not going to be comfortable to talk about it. Yeah, exactly. So not everyone's going to be a spoke- spokesperson mm-hmm. kind of thing. Exactly, yeah. And then that's the thing. I think everybody, not everybody, lots of people who are well-meaning, you know, well-intended, yeah. but just too nosy for their own good kind of thing. Like, they yeah. want to know, but they're not willing to do their own research at all or, like – you know ask they make the right people or they make the assumption that everyone wants to talk to you yeah <laughs> or that everyone wants to tell you all about themselves right. which is not true for anyone no like if you went up to that's like when you go to the bus stop and somebody keeps talking to you and you try to put your headphones in and you're like i don't want to talk to you oh i don't have to talk to you <laughs> someone else made this analogy on my show recently the yeah. exact same analogy yeah like, and you're totally right yeah like you don't have a right to talk to me no like i don't have to tell you things no and they get offended uh-huh and they're like well i'm just you know i just want to know and you're like well good for you like read yeah. a fucking book i don't know <laughs> like go yeah we we gotta stop making somebody. assumptions yeah which is why yeah like as a like a public person i kind of take that um responsibility uh when i can like when right. it's available um to answer some of those questions for people who are curious but maybe don't know the best way to go about things. Right. Yeah. Just kind of like take a step back and be like, okay, ask me your offensive questions. I'll tell you why they're <laughs> offensive, but then I will answer I, them. I <laughs> like that. Well, I was, uh, this was going to say, like, how do you deal? How, what's your style like when it comes to dealing with people who are insensitive or, um, you know, they might ask things in a way that's like, not respectful? Icky, yeah. Like, how do you deal with it? Because everyone's different in how they deal with some people don't say anything. Yeah. Some, uh, and honestly, in the past, like, the first three years where I was out, I never corrected anyone. I never. Like, it was either a partner corrected them or a friend or something like that. Or they just never got corrected. Like, I just didn't. Because I was like, I don't know how to stand up for myself. I don't know how to explain my identity when I don't know what it is exactly. You're still kind I'm of still figuring, figuring things it out. out. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, I don't want to get into an argument with someone about it or whatever. Right. Um. So now, though, it usually starts with a laugh. <laughs> and it's like, okay. Like, have they been nervous like, laugh? <laughs> All right. So, like, right. you're using these words, but usually we use these other words. And that's offensive because of, you know, this history. And then I go into, like, but what you're actually asking is this. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's what I meant. I'm like, okay. I can answer that for you. <laughs> I can answer that for you and also phrase it this way right. next time. Exactly. And that's what I say. Like, if you, you know, if, like, we were saying about um, asking people, like, yeah. pronouns or whatever. Like, right. And then that's when I encourage you, like, ask. If you're not sure, ask. Ask. And yeah. even if you are sure and you're, like, introducing someone to someone else, you can be like, oh, and this person's name is so-and-so and their pronouns are he, him. And then that person is like, pronouns. Oh, my pronouns are this. And I think the name thing, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Because names are so he, she. Yeah. So, so for example, Red. Yeah. Don't really know. <laughs> so that's, that would, if, 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 if I saw on Facebook someone named that, mm-hmm. it would lead me to be like, uh, yeah, you know? I'm not sure. But with like, say, Rouge Fatale. Yeah. So when Rouge is Rouge, mm-hmm. she's a she. Yeah. She's a Everyone calls her a she. woman. And, yeah. And a fierce woman. And then like, you know, Jason. Mm-hmm is male yeah so i think a lot of people would assume he mm-hmm. when rouge is not in drag yeah but you just said that they consider themselves gender fluid yeah so okay so gender fluid I, I think he's pretty much good with any pronoun i um, like that even better yeah because that has less fuck-ups for me <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's, he's pretty 
across the board. With I that. like that. I like that. Okay, so interesting. So gender fluid, like that's one that I get confused too. Like I get confused with gender. Fl- like I don't know. <laughs> fluid. It, it's what it sounds like. It 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 can wish and wash. Like, wish and wash. Yeah, like you depending on the day. Maybe you're a lady one day. Maybe you're a boy the other day. Maybe you're you know something in between. Maybe you're none none of that. Maybe you don't have a gender. Like you know, oh, it can just it can change anything goes yeah it, it, it changes is what it, it like changes. yeah yeah interesting mm-hmm. how did you choose ret um it's actually from gone with the wind <gasps> oh yeah it's a uh, ret butler oh but Rhett's, i yeah. like that i was wondering so, the reference because every every drag queen or king has like when they pick their name there's it's a reference to something, something yeah. or something a inspired it yeah 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 something inspired it or like it's a pun or whatever yeah so most people don't get mine which is fine with me kind of because <laughs> it's your special thing yeah and you're very unique yeah very unique and um also like when i picked my name i wasn't very like culturally sensitive or like informed or anything like that and like gone with the wind is like a super problematic shitty racist movie i've never seen it oh my god it is horrible yes (sighs) yeah but i like at the time like it wasn't i didn't know like right it wasn't i should have known but i oh so many movies are problematic that you don't really remember yeah exactly and you know but um i loved his style and he's like also just like just a scoundrel right and like that was kind of what i was going for love that and i and then it moved into this like seventies porno dad person. Ah! <laughs> so um, not really Rhett Butler at all anymore. <laughs> Very much Rhett Slutler. Slutler. <laughs> yes, slut. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah, staying true to my roots. <laughs> and how did you figure out the aesthetics? I mean, obviously you kind of based it off of something. It, I kind of fell into it. Yeah, yeah, I. Uh, you know, started out with random shit, whatever I could find, like people's hand me downs, like whatever. And um, and then eventually, like I think I did a Tom Jones number, I think it was, and um, he sings like "What's Up, Pussycat" and like those songs, yeah, like really cheesy, like super cheesy seventies music. And, Love that. Um, and I did it in like an all black suit or something like that. And someone came out to me and was like, "You know what you need? Like a a pointy collar or like some bell bottoms." And I was like, "That sounds great." <laughs> so yeah and then i acquired some more things and it's, it slowly progressed over time into obnoxious patterns and like, i think that's what i love about drag i think it takes like it takes something that like say i love glitter mm-hmm. so if i ever did drag it would just be glitter, glitter. city yeah so it, it, really you're just taking something that you appreciate fashion wise and you're exaggerating it yeah tenfold a hundred times yeah and it's just like i always think i'm like i don't want to brag but i'm a great lip singer <laughs> Like, I, I truly am. Mm-hmm. I won't lie. I've seen some drag performances where oh I'm like, yeah. you're, well, not even, but like... you're not even <laughs> going with the music. Yeah. <laughs> and it makes me a little mad because that's one of the things you should do. Yeah. That's, yeah, a key component for I've most always, drag. I've always thought about doing hyper drag. Is that what it's called? Or, yeah. like, like just being more exaggerated yeah. female? Yeah, like, yeah. If you're yeah. a cis lady like yourself, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you want you to be a drag queen, then, yeah, it'd be... You, some people just say drag queen. Drag Other queen. people just say hyper queen. Ah, um, femme queen. There's, femme there's queen. a few different ones. There's a few. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Um, they gotcha. used to use the term bio queen, but we don't, yeah. really, we don't really like that because it's like basically saying like it's offensive to trans women and trans people in general. Gotcha. Where it's like you are biologically female, so you're a real female doing drag as opposed to like a trans right. woman. And you're like, 
who's not biologically, Tree. which is bullshit. Like it, yeah. you are who that's you are. Yeah. You come out that way. Like that's, that's, that's who you are. That's biologically who you are. Yeah. Um, so, so we don't use that term anymore, but yeah, hyper queen right. has kind of replaced hyper-queen. that. Got you. Or hyper king. There's also hyper kings. Love There's less that. of them. Right. Um, but yeah. Oh, that's interesting. A mm. hyper king. Yeah. So like someone who just wants to up their manliness exactly. a little bit. Yeah. Like actually Rouge at the Stallion this year um, performed as Code Blue, who was uh, her or his um, drag king persona. <gasps> yeah. It was super fun. I would love she to great, see that. Uh, I think she did the male version of You and I by Lady Gaga. Uh, yeah. Amazing. <laughs> Absolutely killed it. Killed it. I need to get Rouge on here mm-hmm. at some point because she did my live stream. Yes. Um, But like I'd like to really like be just be like you can come on as whoever you want doesn't matter drag non-drag whatever like i just want to learn how like you're from cape breton yeah rural cape breton <laughs> and now look at you yeah. how the fuck <laughs> yeah, no, it's fascinating to me, yeah. especially people who come from small towns because i'm just like the idea of just breaking out of that closed-minded bubble mm. like that's so inspiring yeah big time and so, even like yeah like um Going, like, I did a couple shows in New Brunswick before, and, like, even just, like, coming from here to New Brunswick was, like, kind of culture shock. Yeah. Like, what is acceptable or what not acceptable, like, what we talk about, what we don't talk about, like, stuff like that. It was just, like, it's wild. I'm always the type to talk about it until I get the reaction that I shouldn't talk about it. (laughs) That's that's usually me, yeah. Like, until someone starts booing, then, like, like, we're gonna have this conversation. I don't care if everyone's uncomfortable, like. As long as I'm not like, you know, pushing the wrong button, it's like, yeah. you can have uncomfortable conversations and you just kind of deal with that. <laughs> You're just going to have to deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Oh, man. There's so much to go over. So, that, so you were with your partner and then you, you kind of figured things out for you, got fell in love with drag. And then you said that you went through a divorce. Yeah. We got married almost three years ago now okay and what was the, was there a big wedding or yeah we had we had a big wedding oh, no. <laughs> I, spot? <laughs> I don't think i would ever do a big wedding again oh uh, yeah it was just like very so much. stressful and expensive and it was like it was one day <laughs> and it's such a whirlwind for you on yeah, that day exactly that... you don't even get to enjoy it really like no. you're just stressed and yeah. um so yeah I had a big wedding. All my family came over from England, blah, blah, blah. Um, married for two, yeah, two years. And we split up around Christmas this year or like this Christmas that just right. passed. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's been a big life change. Like we were together for five years. And that's crazy. Yeah. It was, was there a separation period? Or is this the separation period? I Technically, this is a separation okay, period. We're not actually divorced, but just we're we're done it's done yeah 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 divorce is also just such an interesting thing to me because some people just like get to it quickly yeah some people stay separated for a while before they do it some people just choose to like not be together and stay married and i'm like that's it's just so it's interesting to me like what you choose to do and why Mm -hmm. you know like i think a lot of people it's money related (laughs) i was just gonna say like how pricey is it to get divorced i know I'm pretty sure, like, the base rate for, like, you have no qualms with each other, just put in the paperwork, is, like, $400. Oh! Each. Okay. Well, yeah. that's not that's not too Which, bad. It's not terrible, but, like, 
if you're low income or like a queer person who doesn't have a job or something like that right. like, it makes it so much more difficult yeah it would be yeah yeah actually i don't got four hundred dollars now exactly so I, I, I can't tell you last time i had a full four hundred dollars that didn't need to be spent on <gasps> oh, a bill or rent or isn't it, a mustache it's such, no. it's such a struggle yeah it's a constant struggle uh, money is the worst money is the i love having money i don't like making money <laughs> i don't like working for money yeah if but i, I like just it in it. give it to me <laughs> I'm, yes. Can I just exist and they'll pay me for it? Like, is that a thing? <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. Oh, that would be the dream. Yeah. I'm just so bad with it. I'm so. I'm terrible. And and like we were talking before the mics were on about how drag is very much so an investment because mm-hmm. you're making all these costumes, you're assembling, you're buying makeup, you're buying all these different things. It, like Wigs, do you undergarment? Yeah. Everything. How do you do? You have like a budget in your in your budget that's like uh, drag money. Like I probably should. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it's no. usually just like I saw that thing. I need it. I'm gonna take it. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Or like it's like three weeks before a show. I'm like, oh fuck, I didn't make that costume. All right, I guess we're spending you know fifty dollars on fabric and right. rhinestones and just gonna glue some stuff and hope for the best. <laughs> oh my gosh! And that's yeah. that's one thing I love about Rouge and Deva because yeah. they they make all their stuff. They well, are just oh my gosh! Yeah. Subscribe to Station Drag. Yes, Queens Ranch. I'll put it right here. Yeah, <laughs> subscribe to them. As a member of the Halifax Bell Society, I am contractually <laughs> obligated to tell you to subscribe. So subscribe, bitches. Um, I'm gonna. I'm totally gonna tag them in that. Yeah, uh, they'll appreciate that. But it's there's gonna be there's gonna be ways to do it on a budget though. There like is little tips and tricks. And that's the thing. Like I didn't always spend lots of money. Yeah. Um, tips and tricks. Clothing swaps. Do clothing Ooh. swaps with your friends. Like there's always something and um, edit things that you already have. Like, you don't have to make a whole new costume, but you can throw glitter on it and rhinestones and, like, add some fucking spikes to the shoulders. Like, you know, there's lots of other things you can do other than make a whole outfit. Right. Yeah. So, like, that's definitely where I started. Um, It was just, like, I mean, there's kind of, like, baby drag kings. It's, like, very, you know, jeans, t-shirts. Right. um, Kind of more basic costumes, but maybe they just, like, makeup-wise. Because you can get really good cheap makeup. Yeah. Make it's a little easier to do cheaper. Yeah, exactly. Clothes are and, tough. Um, clothes are tough. I thrift shop everything. I, I don't buy anything in a store. Like, Good for you. it's like, yeah, Sally Ann or whatever. And um, so, yeah, thrift. Uh, get makeup samples. Ooh, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and at Sephora, they'll give you a sample of everything. Yeah, everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anything That's how I, I – I don't think I've ever bought an actual primer. <laughs> going i'm like can i try that one and also that one because they're so expensive <laughs> they're so expensive and like a little goes a long way so it's true and primer is one of those things that you fucking hate dropping the money on but it's it will last it's you a so while. helpful yeah like, uh, i didn't learn about primer until like three years ago and then i was like my life has changed i don't have to put my makeup on three times <laughs> like, this is magical why didn't right? anyone tell me i've actually been struggling with primer because i have like really oily skin and my problem area is my t-zone mm. And so, like, right here, makeup does, like, it, it just doesn't want to stay. It, it just always separates. And I actually learned from people at Sephora and MAC to maybe try going without it and see hmm. if it looks better without it. Yeah. Because if my face is going to eat makeup either way, yeah. I'd rather it look be- – I'd rather choose the option that looks better. Yeah. <laughs> 
what the makeup is for. <laughs> so, like, I always use primer, and now I'm trying very little primer and none in this area. Okay, yeah. And it's it's working Sticks out, better, I think, yeah. a little bit, yeah. But it's it's such a fucking struggle. Yeah, and that's the thing. You have to you have to work on it. Like, any kind of makeup. It doesn't matter if it's drag or, like, regular makeup or party makeup, whatever. Like, right. you, you got to practice. Right. And that's, like, that's usually what, like, separates, like, boys from the men kind of thing. Like, if you're going to be a drag performer like long term yeah you gotta practice which is crazy because actually the, the i was actually on queen's ranch in one of their episodes and then i randomly got invited over and i went into the eye of the storm <laughs> and i was there when um when rouge was teaching um vanity oh yes like kind of overseeing what she was doing mm-hmm. And like schooling, mm-hmm. yep. on yep. the makeup. I was like, "This is motherfucking intense." Oh my god! But yeah. I love it. Yeah, because I'm such a makeup person. I I die oh, for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How did you get into? Because this looks amazing, by the way. The contour, it looks. Un- how- and this is like a fast face for me. So don't very judge fast. Forty five <laughs> minutes. Forty five minutes. Faster than what I did. Yeah, and I was still late. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. I love it when people are late because I'm usually scrambling, so it's all good. Um, how did you learn all the makeup? Like, how did you get into the makeup side of things? Um, I always liked makeup, like, growing up. Like, it was – I did cheer, so, like, we were always doing glitter eyebrows and, like, shit like that. And um, But, yeah, with the – Glitter eyebrows. Yeah, we did glitter eyebrows, glitter eyeshadow. Basically, we just, like – Put your whole fucking face in a thing of glitter and go out and cheer. Love. Um, <laughs> so much craft glitter in my eyes, though. So. Um, oh. <laughs> so dangerous unless you really know what you're doing. Yeah, the fact but. that I still have corneas is very surprising. <laughs> same. Same, yeah. same, same. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, I actually, I have a drag, I have two drag dads. Oh. Yeah. So, like, yeah, they adopted oh me, God. like, right when I started, probably, like, a couple months in. And, um, yeah, they kind of, like, sat me down. Like, this is how you do your makeup. Like, this is how you bind your chest. This is... You know, you might want this size packer versus the giant one because it doesn't actually look good. <laughs> oh, the packers. Yeah. Oh, so much. Soft dicks. Soft dicks. Yeah. My specialty. <laughs> Am I right? <sighs> In the sense that guys don't stay hard with me. <laughs> but, oh, that must be so fun picking stuff like that out. Yeah, it's a good time. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you're just like. Because they sell most of that stuff at Venus Envy. They Venus sell binders Envy. there and they sell um, Packers. Um, Packers, I mean, it's essentially, it's for trans people, but like we use them for drag. Right. And um, it's, they're so funny. Oh my God. There's, um, basically there's like an extra large that's like basically like the size of my forearm. Jesus Christ. That's what Vincent St. Grace uses. <laughs> Holy shit. So it's like a hundred pounds soaking wet <laughs> with this like horse stick and it's wow. just like the contrast my favorite thing in the world um and then there's a you know smaller and then there's like a tiny one but it has giant balls so it's still very uncomfortable <laughs> it's like this tiny p- tiny penis with like big huge balls i was gonna ask like how comfortable that is Not and if you get used to it oh it's they're made of silicone I, I think they're silicone yeah like squishy silicone and um like it's not uncomfortable, mostly it's hot. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. would that would do I think it. that's like a regular penis thing though, so it's <laughs> <laughs> mean, generally warm and toasty down there. So they must be tricky to have. I know with me it's like I yeah, I feel lucky sometimes because I'm like, I'm wearing a thong, wearing a skirt, the air is a flowing. Like <laughs> Yeah. It's not hot here. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of pants. So. Yeah, pants are not great. They're really not that great. Yeah. I wear 
I don't wear jeans. I hate jeans. Jeans are probably yeah. my least favorite pant. Yeah. Yeah. So stiff. So stiff and just like hard to find the right ones that fit properly and just very frustrating. And they're always like coming in and out of style. And I just, I don't know. Yeah. I'd rather be like completely out of style than like something from two seasons ago. <laughs> yeah. That's what I mean. You want to come from a different time yeah. period. Got like a rat tail coming out here. Oh, love. <laughs> I was going to ask how you did the mustache and the eyebrows because those are the two things that I can't stop looking at. In this mustache situation. is actually, um, it's a human hair mustache. <gasps> oh. With like mesh. Underneath. It looks very real. Can I feel? Yeah. It's oh, actually yes. kind of crusty right now because I haven't cleaned my mustaches since Pride. <laughs> <laughs> so I was putting it on and I was like, ooh, this is quite hard. <laughs> it's a little fluffier than this. <laughs> but, uh, Just the idea of cleaning a mustache. Oh, uh, is- yeah. I, you know, the things you never thought you were going to do. <laughs> And like things like, it up, oh, I just, I just, I just stepped on my dick. <laughs> that happens in my house like at least once a week. I'm like, did I just step on your dick, Red? I'm like, oh, sorry, Alex. Just, like, <laughs> yell when someone steps on it as if it's like, connected ah! to you. <laughs> Do you, do you have multiple decks? Yes. Um, oh, I love mostly that. because I forget my dick a lot of the time and then other people have to give me theirs and then I never give them back. <laughs> I currently have Peter Packers. I have. Matt, Matthew McGuire's. I have one that's mine, and I think I have one that's my ex partner's. <laughs> oh my god! And I couldn't tell you where any of them are right now. <laughs> so your ex partner did drag too. Yes. Yeah. And drinking. So yeah. Did you have a household that was just very drag madness? Yes. Uh, yeah. We had a drag room. Oh, um, I love nowhere the drag as nice as Rouge's. <laughs> oh, so but, nice. Yeah, but it's um, it was. It was interesting. <laughs> just, like, very hectic, especially around Pride. Like, we were basically, like, tearing each other's heads off. Well, because you're so in a relationship busy. and you're also kind of working together. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you're just, like, 24-7 together and, like, just it, drag is messy. Like, you get shit everywhere. You drop your bag at the end of the night. Like, it's nice to have someone who's kind of, like, helping you with it versus, like, two people doing the same thing. They kind of know all the components that yeah. you need and, like, they might know where things are when you don't. Yeah. And, yeah, that's yeah. interesting. As opposed to it just being, like, all hell breaking loose all the time. Right. <laughs> yeah. Especially uh. when you're two people with anxiety. Oh, fine. And getting ready for a show and you're not prepared and you're running late. That's one thing. <laughs> I, I, I always feel like I'm home with drag, like, mm. drag queens and kings because I'm like, man, I feel like... I'm very high maintenance with makeup and shit, and I'm always running late. I'm like, these are my people. Yeah. I get it. We get it. 100%. You can't rush the glam. No. You can't. Like, you cannot. That's, like, if I could get anything on my tombstone, it's that. Yeah. You <laughs> cannot rush the glam. You'll get there when you get there. You gotta focus on the glam. And you'll appreciate it when it's done, okay? Yes. Because <laughs> as soon as you rush it, it's gonna look like shit. Yep, exactly. And then you rush it, and it starts looking like shit, and then you panic, and then you, like, it just gets worse and worse, and then all of a sudden you just throw glitter all over your face and just call it a day. <laughs> <laughs> Which that can work too. It does work sometimes. Like just <laughs> hairspray all of your face, throw some glitter on, and you're like contour, fine. <laughs> oh, I love that. And do you have a lot of wigs? Um, Rhett generally just wears this wig. Love it. <laughs> it's actually like completely disgusting. I put it in the washing machine. <laughs> That's how I clean it. <laughs> True question. Is it real or synthetic? This is synthetic. Yeah. So that's something I always wonder mm-hmm. with wigs because, like, my high pony extension is real human hair, mm-hmm. um, which I love. But I always wonder with people who have so many wigs if they buy all because it's fucking pricey. so expensive. This fucking ponytail was a hundred dollars. Yeah, no, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I I exclusively buy synthetic. 
um, because you can rework it so many times. Whereas human hair will break because that's what human hair does. It breaks you. If you back comb it, you're going to lose hair. Right. Um, it, the, like, it needs oil. It needs, like, it, it needs different things than a synthetic plastic hair. It's more high maintenance. It is more high maintenance. Is there you ways to, be more to make... careful with it. Because for me with the synthetic, I always think it's, like, frizzy. It can, and that's why I use a steamer. That's how you reset wigs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you can you can make a synthetic wig look amazing. Oh my god, yes. Like anything, I'm pretty sure anything that Rouge or Deva wears, those are all synthetic. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And they're much easier. Yeah, they're much easier to work with. You have to be a little more careful with heat and stuff like that. But that's why I use the steamer because it's like a wet heat instead of it like. And is this things. just like a clothing steamer that yeah. you get? I actually have a, a portable one, so it's just like <gasps> it's all one little thing, and you just—it's perfect. Oh my yeah. god! And I, yeah, I'll do short wigs. I have long wigs. I have several wigs for Billy, who's my alter ego. Billy, alter, alter co- ego, co- coquette, coquette. Yes, <laughs> another one. What yeah. does he look like? Uh, this is Billy's a girl. Oh, Bill. well, a non-binary girl okay. person. Uh, that's my queen slash burlesque persona. Ooh, yeah. So Billy has lots of hair, mostly giant blonde wigs. Uh, but I do have a few pink ones also. And I have one long black one that kind of goes back and forth between Rhett and Billy. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Which, one, d- which one do you like better? Doing better? I guess it would depend. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm just more comfortable being Rhett. Because, right. like, it's such a, like, I know exactly who he is. Like, I, I know what he likes. I know his humor. I know how to host as him. Whereas, like, Billy's still, like, in development. In development. Yeah. That's a very important question because, okay, so so with drag, you, you got the aesthetics. <laughs> That's fun. That's, you can figure that out. Yeah. You got the music <laughs> aspect. So you got to figure out what songs you're going to do, stuff like that. But then there's this whole, like, personality, the stage presence, <laughs> like, how they talk. How do you figure that out? Like, is that just something you just experiment with it? Yeah, you just experiment with it. And, like, some people, like, I know for me, I kind of got on stage and I was like, and it kind of, like, gives you a personality. Like, you get on stage and you see how people react to you and they're like, I'm going to amp this up. I'm going to, like, you know, do this or, you know, say this because I know it's going to get a, you know, a laugh or whatever. So you start to, like, build on those things slowly. Right. And, like, it took me forever to get comfortable hosting. Like, being on stage for the entire show, basically, is very stressful. Hosting the hosting type of gig, whether that's in drag or comedy, mm-hmm. is a tough one. It's so tough. Because you really you gotta keep you it gotta, you gotta keep that audience with you and excited the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like I would argue like hosts are working harder than anyone uh, yeah. on the show. Yeah. Hosts and producers are basically like and a lot of the time those are the same people. Wow. So it's yeah. like double time. People who host and produce their own shows is just like <laughs> yeah that's a lot and yeah. you're working with the people you need to maintain those relationships yeah you need to keep everything good smoothly making sure everybody's safe making sure the audience knows the rules making sure you know the money gets where it needs to be right making sure you know there's nobody weird backstage like lots there's just so many little things so many moving parts yeah exactly. and most of the shows that you do are at men's and molly's yeah that- yeah um we have moved into like my burlesque troupe performs out of the bus stop theater now um, and the Glamazons are also there, but they've also been doing shows at the Seahorse and the Marquee. Yeah. So I did, I did a show at the Marquee on Sunday with the Glamazons. Oh, we did Snatch I gotta, Game. I gotta go. It was so What's cool. Snatch Game? Snatch Game, um, they stole it from RuPaul. <laughs> <laughs> um, basically, Straight up. Yeah, it's like the match game where there's <clears throat> two people who answer questions, like two audience members. Usually. Okay. They answer questions, random ass questions. And the panel of celebrities who are all drag performers impersonating people um, answer, like, try and get the same answers. 
as, as the other person. Like they write down at the same time as the other person and you try and get the same answer. Except nobody ever actually tries to answer the question. We all just put whatever the fuck we want. Right. <laughs> to make a laugh. Like, oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. So That's a, so a lot of shade is thrown. Because <laughs> yeah, the first half, at least when they do it here, um, the first half is like celebrity impersonations. Like anyone under the sun you can be. Um, I did Ron Swanson. Oh, yeah. you'd be so good at that. Yeah, it was it was good. I, I had a really great, I love Snatch Game. And um, second set is uh, local drag performers. Oh, nice. To impersonate other performers. Ooh, who have you done? Uh, I did Vincent St. Grace. Yes. And last time I did it, I did Bobby Sparkles. Wow. Who was my partner at the time. Oh. <laughs> uh, it was, yeah. There's nothing like being shaded to someone you live with. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Yeah. But Vincent, Vincent's like my uncle in drag, I guess, because um, he's my father's brother. And <laughs> so can we explain <laughs> the drag family? It's uh, it's thing. It's interesting. Often ancestral. Um, <laughs> a lot of like grandmother's brother, sister, cousin kind of thing. I know there's so many. So so when someone starts out in drag, they get like a drag parent. Sometimes. Not everyone does. Not everyone does. How like what makes it? How do you get one? Or like they adopt you? Oh, yeah. okay, okay, got you. Yeah. So if you're kind of friends with somebody, or if you know them really well, mm-hmm. they then say, um, "All right, I'm taking you on my way. You're part of my family now. You know, you're my son." Or like Rouge adopted me, but I'm her brother because she was like, you know, we're kind of, you know, I. She was like, I think of you as like, you know, I don't need to like teach you the things. I just I want you to be in my family, right? So like, she's part of my family. I'm part of her her house. And um, and then I have my own family, which is Felix and Clark, and I have a kid Dixon, and yeah, wow. it just keeps going. So it really is just build your own family. Build your own family. It's moving parts, and you know, it's uh, it's wonderful. You know, that's how I found my chosen family. Like right. most of my close friends are all drag performers now. Right. Like, yeah. Ah. Oh. Because you found your people. I found my people. And I didn't even know I was looking for them at the time. I love the idea of build your own family. Like, that that says it all right there. Like, like, that's such a, like, it's very, like, queer experience for a lot of people. Like, recognizing that, like, especially because, like, lots of queer people, their families aren't supportive. Um, So you kind of have to, like, accept that that family isn't really a good family for you you need to find those resources and support elsewhere and you can find it and you can find it and like that's you know and especially through drag which is like such a tight-knit community um yeah very much so there's there's, yeah just such a sense of community there that it's you know it's overwhelming it's powerful right yeah and and yeah chosen family is just so so important for anyone like straight people anyone and you can always add to it yeah like it do, is there ever this is a weird question but is anyone ever kicked out of a family yeah it's happened yeah yep uh been disowned unadopted <laughs> have you out of the family not me oh no, you haven't no i'm perfect I'm yeah <laughs> <laughs> no felix and clark are stuck with me they know that but that's <laughs> what are some um i guess faux pas or things that could get you kicked out kicked out or maybe looked down upon um definitely like repeatedly being problematic after someone has talked to you about it like right you know like a white performer saying words in a song that do not belong to them um you know um lots of different things things that like you know being super sexist or like any any of those not respectful not respectful of other people and other identities and things like that um 
sometimes you can make a career out of it. Sometimes it just makes you no friends. Right. Um, it depends, you know, who your audience is, really. Interesting. Okay. Got you. Um, yeah, so there's that stuff. And also just, like, you know, breakups happen or people yeah. move away or, right. you know, somebody fucks someone over, someone steals something. Yeah. You know, people are people. It's, it's all the same thing. I, w- I guess it would be the same with any family or group of friends. Yeah. It would be the same type same of thing. Same thing, yeah. It's people drift away. You know, yeah. those things happen. But once you, like, I know I have a solid family. Like, that's so this fantastic. Is, yeah, like, this is us. This is, you know, we look out for each other 100%. Yeah. If you need someone, if you need a call, if you need a dinner, or, like, anything. Yeah. Um, They're there. So, like, wow. that's been, like, a mainstay for me for years now. Good for you. That, yeah. I fucking love it when people find <laughs> their, their place. Mm-hmm. Like, because... <sighs> And maybe you can identify with this, but there was there a sense when you were, you know, in the straight phase yeah. where <laughs> you knew, so, like, you probably just felt like, I'm not with my community. Yeah. It was very much just, you like, know, trying like, to fit in all the time. Yeah. And then once you find your people, you're like, I don't have to fit in. I can just be myself and people like it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, what? <laughs> and isn't that, ins- and isn't that, like, such a good feeling? Yeah. Like, like to just be, and you, you're and not curating yourself, you're just you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, you don't have to edit yourself, where it's, like, you know, I had to be this certain way, or I had to, like, wear these certain things, or else, like, people were going to question me, or, like, I wouldn't, you know, yeah. I wouldn't fit in, basically. Did you, in this whole life journey of... <laughs> kind of getting to this point Mm -hmm. and discovering drag and discovering that you're trans Mm -hmm. did you lose friends oh yeah yeah and like no one was outright like fuck you you're trans but it was very much like a i don't understand you i don't know how to be around you right um and also just people that are like afraid of messing up i feel like it's kind of pushed away from me Whereas, like... They feel too on guard, maybe? Yeah. They were yeah. like, I feel like I'm going to put my foot in my mouth, so I just don't want to be around you. And you're like, but, like, you have to learn those things. Yeah. And you're not going to learn if you just avoid. Yeah. Right? So, I don't know. So, I, I've lost friends, but I've also... There's some people who just don't give a shit. They're like, I, you are you. I've always loved you. you yeah. Know, I'm always going to be here. I might fuck up. I might say something wrong. But, like, I trust you to let me know. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, that's all it is. Like, Steph. Like, I've known Steph for, like... 10 years now right and she is a super straight lady <laughs> and uh like possibly super the straightest straight. yeah like super straight <laughs> and uh but yeah she was like when she saw that i changed my name on facebook she messaged me and was like hey like i saw this like do you want me to use that name for you like what does that mean like is there right. anything else to it and like, yeah we had a conversation and like yeah, especially with the they pronouns. Yeah, they it's a tricky super- one. I totally respect it, but I do think that it is. It can be tricky because of the way that we are taught to speak as like as people who grow up heteronormative. Yeah. Like, like it, it was even it's, hard it's for, tricky until but, I started using they pronouns. I was like, that's dumb. I don't understand. Why would you do that? And then I was like, actually, that's the only thing that fits right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was like a Regina George moment. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Um, I think it's interesting. Um, last season of Big Brother, there was a non-binary person, and it was interesting how the host guests just like they just learned, like yeah. they just after saying it for so long, it just became just natural. Yeah. Whereas I think sometimes when you're with maybe someone you know who all of a sudden it's they, mm-hmm. it's like you have to be like and they yeah like you have to kind of stop yourself and think about it yeah but i think also too if you do mess up just 
correct yourself in the moment. That's it. And don't and like because I think some people some people might um, mess up and say she or something. Yeah. And then and then not correct it and then later go shit fucking said the wrong thing. But if you say it in the moment, it gets you in the habit of saying it, so you can very well just go she. I'm sorry. I mean that. Yeah. Like is that that's 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 it. That's that's what you have to do. Yeah. 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 That's the thing. Some people. Take it too far, feeling bad that they messed yeah. up, and, and it just makes big... everyone uncomfortable. Right? Yeah, so <laughs> like I'm all you have so to... sorry. Oh my god, I'm oh such god. a bad person. I can't <laughs> believe I did that. Like, oh, I'm so awful. And you're just like, it's not about you. Yeah, <laughs> and I think if you're truly friends with somebody, it, like, there's no like, you know, period of time that you have to like. It's, yeah. it's continuous. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's it's a it's a journey. Like I you know when I changed my pronouns. I had trouble using them. Like, oh, did you really? Yeah, like, I still said she about myself. And yeah. I still, and then I would be like, ah, fuck. <laughs> I mean this. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just, you get used to it. It's been, you know, it was 20 years that I used this, or 23 or 40 years that I used those pronouns. Right. Like that name. And it took yeah. a long time. And it would just, it would take anybody yeah. time to, to learn anything new like that. 100%. Yeah. Except for like. I mean, now, like, I have a group of friends that are, like, very trans and non-binary. Like, yeah. most of us are somewhere in that field. And um, so, like, we tend to learn a little faster. But that's because we're of constantly course. around you're, And you're around it. You, you're saying it all the time. Yeah. So, like, yeah. we have a better turnaround now. But, like, yeah, anyone else, like, my mom, like, even she's trying to use it. And, yeah. Yeah, which is, like, a big deal for me. And, um, and she'll, like, she'll correct herself. And that's all it is. And, like, it used to be, like, oh, I can't do this. Like, this is too hard, blah, blah, blah. But now she's just, like, ah, sure. Sorry. This. And yeah. Like, and I'm, and like, that, cool. That's all I want. Exactly. Because as long as you're trying. Yeah. I was, like, you can mess up a hundred times. If you correct yourself, I don't care. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, like, everyone's different, obviously. Like, that's my opinion. But, right. um, yeah, that's my... Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't know. Wow. Yeah, some people just... They get, like, like they freak themselves out. They... <laughs> Yeah, there's no need to make this a bigger deal than mm-hmm. than you know what it is. Um, and so, where are you in life currently? So you're you're separated mm-hmm. now, living without your partner. Yes. Are you guys on good terms? No. Oh, yeah, no. We don't talk much. Um, we still work together sometimes in like the drag scene, but it was that yeah it was a rough. tough one it was a tough one yeah and uh of course it would lots be. of yeah lots of hard feelings and mistakes were made and we just haven't really come back from that uh, at this point anyway i think maybe somewhere in the future but right right now it's we need time yeah you, you gotta live some life apart exactly yeah and yeah like, we were so ingrained in each other's lives that it's kind of kind of picking up the pieces and that <sighs> That's the hardest part, I think, with any type of breakup, yeah. whether that be husband, wife, you know, friend, like, boyfriend, like, anything. Like, the fact that, like, you have a constant that's all of a sudden not there anymore. Gone. Yeah. And you have to kind of refigure yourself out on your own. Yeah. Which is, like, like, have you had a lot of, like, were you always someone who, like, always was dating someone? Or Yeah. 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 So is this kind of your first, like... 
time alone for a while? Or? I have a partner. Oh, yeah. I I'm Polly. I've been with them for like three years. Oh, yeah, so, okay. So were yeah. you Polly with your... Yes, with okay. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah. you... so it's not quite the same as going like full on Bachelor, but... Got you. Yeah, but um, definitely my first time having like my own space in a very long time. Um, I live with a roommate now, and that's like glorious to me, like not having to share a bedroom, like... Oh, yeah. Having someone to be like, you know, no, we have to do the dishes. Like, we, yeah, like we both live here. We have to do the thing. Yes. Um, as opposed to like when you're married and you're just like, it'll get done. Like, we're here all the time. Nobody cares. Like, it's just you. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's good. It's a positive environment, which is a big change for me. That's fantastic. <laughs> and you're Polly. And a Polly. Just, just fucking everyone. Yeah. No. So, <laughs> so when when did you figure out that you were Polly? Uh, before I met my partner. Okay. Yeah. So like, it's probably been like seven years now. But honestly, before that, I was just not a good person to be in a relationship with. There you go. So yeah. That's kind of how it starts. Yeah. Like I think I emotionally, I have always been Polly, and sexually, I've probably always been Polly. But like relationship wise, I was just. Not very honest with my partners. Right. Because I didn't know how to, like, broach that, like. Yeah. Well, because there's also some shame, oddly some shame in that as well. Oh, big time. I still don't like really telling people, like, at work or something like that. Like, you don't really get into it, like, oh, my husband's here, but my boyfriend's going to come pick me up. Then they're like, does your husband know about your boyfriend? Yeah. And they're like, yes, they're friends. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, and especially if there's a marriage, because I think marriage is one of those things. Like, if someone had an open marriage, Mm -hmm. that's something that, is interesting the idea of like having to explain that to people like yeah. like I, I'm married but I got a boyfriend okay. too yeah and then they're like or maybe you're not happy in your marriage and you're like no like I like my marriage like I'm good yeah I just I also like other people like. yeah <laughs> yeah and it's always interesting like so was your partner also Polly because yeah. sometimes like it's yeah, one person one is yeah. it happens a lot. <sighs> That must be tough to navigate. Yes, it is, and a lot of the time it doesn't work. But um, you know, someone will try and sacrifice for a while and try and do what the other person wants. But like somewhere down the road, you either get on the same page or you know you should close the book. So, or you close the freaking book. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, and like I don't think we had the same poly style, which was dif- difficult. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that made it. You know, there was a lot of bumps in our relationship in terms of poly. When you say poly style, do you mean, like, how you communicate? Yeah, how you communicate, like, yeah. what kind of, like, how many rules you have or, like, right. what those rules mean. Which is kind of funny to me because the whole idea of poly is, like, not having rules. and being That's able what to think. And then, yeah. and then it's like, no, but, like, rules are also needed. So that you know what the, like, what the, what you can't do or, like, what's exactly. not okay. Yeah. And basically it's just, like, a limits thing. Like, some people yeah. are, like, straight up, like, you know, if you see someone at the bar, you can go home with them and, like, that's fine. Tell me about it tomorrow. Some people are, like, you know, if you could give me a call before that happens. Other people are, like, I don't want you to have sex with someone I don't know. Or, or don't, don't know. or don't tell me at all. Or, don't yeah, ask, and then there's that, yeah, yeah, that other option where it's just, like, I don't want to know. Yeah. Which is generally not a great yeah that would be because it's like why it's like because then you find out at some point like and also why don't you want to know exactly like obviously you're not comfortable with what's happening yeah so yeah because that's the only way i could do it but then i'm like no i just wouldn't want to do it at all yeah like like, if i can't talk about it if i can't tell you about this great sex i just had then why did i even have sex yeah Because, talk about it. because i think too it's like people think all poly people aren't jealous but jealousy does happen jealousy is like 
integral part of any relationship. Like, you're, yeah, you're not gonna find someone who's not jealous. I have, it I have, I know people who claim that they don't get claim. jealous. Claim, claim. That's a, that's the important word choice there. Claim. But it's it's true. You're right because it just comes out in a different way. In different way. Or they're repressing it big time. Yeah. And that's just it. Like, I am definitely someone who's, like, very open with my partners in terms of, like, what they want to do, who they can see, whatever. Right. Super open about it. I still get jealous, though. Yeah. It still happens. How does your jealousy manifest? Annoyance. Yeah. Yeah, like getting a little sarcastic or were you like, hanging out with that person earlier yeah, like, mm. it's like is that so-and-so yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like no, you know i'm here like you can talk to me <laughs> i can do that too that side of things yeah well how was your date yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so like that comes up sometimes it's usually like in conjunction with other things like i'm already crabby or like you know it's yeah. i'm hungover or like whatever and like yeah. that that makes the jealousy more heightened Instead of it just being like a normal, like, fleeting moment of being like, oh, I wish I could do that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, then it turns into, like, a, there's a problem with you as a person. <laughs> yeah, really, though. Yeah, so. I find the idea of dating in this whole world fascinating because it's a small neck community, so mm-hmm. it's kind of a smaller pool, pool to meet people. Yeah. But then, like, so do you use apps? Do you meet most people in person? Like, what's... What do you do for dating? Mostly for me, I've been on Tinder. I've been on Plenty of Fish. I've done all that stuff. Um, never really had any success with it. Like, it, it just, yeah. yeah it, and also, there's just, like, a lot of people who don't understand my identity and stuff like that. So, like, there's a double, like, doubled up. And that's kind of why I ask, because I find dating apps to be so heteronormative. Yes. And, and like, it's, like, just features-wise, I imagine it would be a lot tougher. Yeah, exactly. Like, for Tinder, like, you can... Like, you can put in what your gender is, but then you have to pick if you show up under boys or if you show up under girls. And you're just like, I'm a boy, but I don't want, like, cis boys to think that I'm a... I don't... Like, I'm actually... And this is... And I I, I just really should just build the dating app because I think there should be an app that is very brutally honest with perimeters being like, okay, what are you? What do you want? Check all the boxes that you want to match with. And you will only see people... Who also, like, that it's complimentary. Because yeah. mm-hmm. I think that that's the, and even, like, I would say with sexuality, like, identity, and also, like, what you're looking for. Are you looking for a relationship? Are you looking for a hookup? Are you poly? Are you monogamous? Like, all these things are the reason online dating sucks. Yeah. Because people aren't honest right away. Mm-hmm. People get let on, and then they get pissed off, and no one wants to waste their time yep. on dates, potentially falling for someone and that doesn't match with match you. up with you at all. And yeah. that's the main problem. And there mm-hmm. needs to be an app that takes everyone into consideration. Yeah. Everyone. Everyone. And that's the thing. Like, that's like you can have like a gay dating app or you can have, you know, a lesbian dating app or like any like you can have all those things. But like there's so much crossover in the world. Yeah. Like so much. Yeah. 100 <laughs> percent. Why would you, you know, putting that box there is just like it makes everything so much more difficult. But, yeah. Like, you still have to take into consideration all of those things. Exactly. But it shouldn't be like this is just for cis straight ladies. Yeah. Because then you're like, OK, but like would that cis straight lady date a trans man? You don't know. And that's just like, it. Yeah. So like if I was doing a dating app, I would make it like, okay, what are you? Okay. I'm, I'm a cis woman, mm-hmm. but I'm open to this. Yeah. These are the types of people I would be willing to date. Exactly. And then that way, like you could show up in there. Mm-hmm. Other people could show up in there. Yeah. Oh, 
It's yeah. just such a simple feature that I don't get why more dating apps don't do that. Okay, Cupid is probably the best one I've seen. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, in terms of like giving you identity, identity options and like you can put like, don't let straight people see me. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> which is probably my favorite thing on oh, like any dating app ever. <laughs> that must be liberating. Yeah, it is. You're just yeah. like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Have you ever experienced someone who – um is straight but clearly confused yeah 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 in my life yeah definitely yeah um people have like come to terms with it later like down the road right or like never do like just and like i can have all the feelings i want about someone like thinking they might be gay or trans or whatever but unless that person decides that or like tells you that not decides but like comes out yeah that's those are just assumptions that you have exactly right? yeah. and like they're based around other societal things that we know like true. you might think that a guy a guy is gay because you know he has a lisp and he dresses really nice and you're like but like he could just be like a really well put together like straight man like and it's also in like how we react mm-hmm. to when these people either finally come, come out, out or yeah. like you know like like because like if there's a guy or like a male that you see that you're like he's totally gay and then he comes in as, straight, as gay, and you're like, "Fucking knew it, obviously." Yeah. Rather than going, "Good for him." Yeah, like, like we just have to great. change I'm how we react to, to that. Yeah. Like, it's like, "Oh, that's so great that you finally figured that out." Yeah. Like, why do we have to be this like police? Yeah. Of... And like we do, like I, everyone does that's it. Silly. And yeah, like even in, within the queer community, we have that. Like, you know, like I know, like being. Like, being in the lesbian community for a while there, um, like, coming from, like, a bi perspective, but then, like, coming out as a lesbian because I was afraid to tell people that I was bi. That's a huge thing. It's a huge thing. Lesbians do not like bisexuals. Not all. Like, obviously not everyone. Uh, but, like, yeah. that's a theme in the community. It's, like, yeah. you're a traitor because you're now dating a man and you're a woman. Like, or, like, you're not bisexual anymore because you're in a straight relationship, which is not a thing if you're a bisexual you're in a bisexual relationship. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's yeah, that's such a huge and I and yeah, there's so do much you see that changing at all? Just the the stigma on bisexuality like yes, slowly. Yeah, slowly again. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, I mean everyone has problems with anything that's not one or the other. Like even my mom like before I came out before anything else, she was always like you know, I support gay people and lesbians, but I don't understand bisexuality. You should just pick one. <laughs> and you're yeah. just like but that's not how it works no like, <laughs> no and and the same with like being non-binary like people are like why don't you want to be a boy or a girl and you're like because that's not who i am <laughs> yeah like, yeah it's not at all yeah, yeah. So, i need another drink oh my god <laughs> yeah no i got an ice bucket that has a thingy like an a liner and this is like very much like a hotel room ice bucket i like it it's very funny because it still looks like a garbage can <laughs> You just paid twenty dollars for a tiny garbage can. I know I probably could have made one myself, truly. Yeah, but like I, I just hate getting up during recording, so I'm like, I'll just bring the booze to us. Oh, drinks! Yeah, make it as strong as you want. You make it as strong as you want. Stupid vodka shots. Oh God, no. <laughs> I am not a shot person at all. I wish I was. I but- wish I was. <laughs> <laughs> have you had a lot of experiences with shots that oh, weren't? Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not so much anymore. Oh, but we like, didn't even get into drinking. When I yeah. <laughs> when I um when I started drag, yeah. you know, it was a bar star time. Like I was, uh, at, I was at the bar like 
Oh, right. This is yours. <laughs> yes. Um, like, I was at the bar every weekend, if not, like, through the week also. Always performing. Always getting drunk when performing because I was nervous. And, like... <laughs> yeah, that yeah. must totally be a thing about, like, just the stage fright element. And, oh, like... Yeah. And, and how a drink can kind of take the edge off, off a bit. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's one drink, hard. yes, takes the edge off. Three, four, five, six. That's then you're just a drug bitch at the bar. <laughs> then it gets tricky. Do you remember, important question that I ask a lot of first-time guests, do you remember the first time you ever got drunk and what it was, what it, what that was like? Yes. I was in grade seven. Oh, my God! <laughs> you had line. You start young. I started young. I'm from Dartmouth. Um, <laughs> I, uh... Yeah, I was 13. I was with two of my friends. We were hanging out underneath a playground at Hawthorne Elementary School. Underneath? Yeah, it was at nighttime. Okay. Yeah, it was like, I don't know. We were underneath. I have a picture of it. It's horrible. And, oh, my goodness. Um, we were drinking Prince Igor vodka, like Russian standard vodka, which comes in a plastic bottle. Yep. And it was like a quart, and it costs like $15 at the time. <laughs> and we were just... No mix, just passing a bottle of fucking vodka around, <laughs> chugging it. And the three, like, there was three of us who were all like small girls at the time. Like, uh. <laughs> so we just got fucking shammered. It was awful. I mean, it was great. I had a great time, but then we were very sick and very hungover. Uh, I still get sick when I drink yeah. too much. Ugh. I don't as much anymore. I had a period of time where I was changing mental health medications. Oh, yeah. Tolerance went out the window. Really? Oh, my God. Like, like I went from, like, being able to drink, like, comfortably, like, a pint and not, like, get sick or anything like that to being able to have, like, two or three shots and, like, projectile vomiting for, like, a year. Yeah. It was awful. Yeah. Luckily, I'm not on that medication anymore, so I can drink as much as I want. (laughs) Um, Amazing. As long as you're good and you don't uh, No, I uh, I I definitely don't. I don't drink nearly as much as I I did in my youth. Gosh. If I did, I would would be dead right now, probably. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah. You gotta slow down sometimes. You really... And it feels good to slow down. It does. I I think so. Eventually, you're, like, proud of yourself. At first, you miss it, and then you're like... I'm doing good. I'm doing damn good. Yeah. Are you saving like, money that I way? I saved so much money. <laughs> right? I was like, my first indication that I wasn't drinking as much, I was like, it's payday tomorrow and I still have money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is what? this world? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm like drinking when performing. Have you ever performed just hammered? Absolutely hammered? I haven't. Good. I will yeah. like, that's, I have had people in my show who have. Oh. I've had people that I've had to be like, you are not going on. <gasps> Oh, really? Straight up, like, I'm going to call you a cab. You're going to go downstairs and go home, and I'll talk to you tomorrow, but you're not performing. It doesn't happen often, but it does happen. And, um, you know, sometimes it's like they were having a bad day and they had too many drinks. And sometimes it's a pattern of behavior. Mm. And then you have to sit them down and be like, I can't have you in my shows if you're going to show up like this. Wow. Yeah, like, if you can't be responsible with yourself, I can't have you on stage. I can't promote you. Yeah. If you're going to be a fucking mess. Right. (laughs) And you're running the ship. Yeah. So you 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 can't be. Yeah. I can't be. I can't be hammered. Yeah. You got to keep it together. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like if a host is hammered, like, you know, the show is going downhill at some point. (laughs) Like That's not going to be good. Yeah. So uh, yeah. And like, I always drank when I hosted for a long time. Not like a lot, but like definitely like a few beers throughout the night. Right. Just to like keep it. Like, the nerves off, because hosting is you know, terrifying sometimes. Yeah, I can imagine. Especially if you're by yourself. Co-hosting is great. Love oh. it. 
hosting it would be so fun (laughs) oh yeah i know i can imagine but um but now i can host sober and i perform sober not all the time but like most of the time i don't drink until after the show and then that's when you can really yeah and then i can dance and i can take my mustache off (laughs) rip it off yeah because there's nothing like taking a big gulp and this mustache water like in here (laughs) i always say like especially with makeup and stuff and makeup yeah the best feeling my two favorite times of the day is when I'm putting on my makeup <laughs> and when I'm taking it off. Because <laughs> I love the, the putting on makeup process because it's very therapeutic Yudic, for me, yeah. I think. Oh, I'm glad you agree. Oh, absolutely. Because I feel like I'm alone in this a lot of the time. But I, I know, fucking gets, love it. It's meditative for yeah, me. Yeah, and some people get so stressed out when they're doing their makeup. And I'm just like, well, you know, just chill. Like, appreciate the process. Like, yeah. you're making art. Like, yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. When people are stressed getting ready, it stresses, it stresses me. me out. I can't. Like, yeah. I have people over at my house. Like, we have air conditioning at my house. Oh, you were saying. Bless. Very yeah. jealous. Yeah. So everyone was at my house all pride. I was like, just come over. Like, even if I'm not home, come over. Do your face because it'll melt yeah. in your house. And, um, but if you're going to come over while I'm getting ready, if you freak out, you're banned to the bathroom. Yeah. It's like, I'm not dealing with it. No drama here. You don't need the stress. Yeah. So Do you have any tips on how to make it the makeup? Fucking stay on the face. Last long. <laughs> Lots of powder. Yeah. Keep a keep setting powder with you anywhere you go. Um, primer for most people, at least for stage makeup, is pretty important. Um, get a good foundation that actually goes with your skin. Like, don't get one that's kind of oily if you have oily skin like, right. don't get a drying one if you have lots of dry skin like um like i use a matte product right i wouldn't suggest that for someone who has really dry skin because of course you see all the flakes and it's kind of like go with what you know works like yeah. I, I don't think anyone should try a new foundation yeah. before an event exactly right before no definitely not that's a bad don't choice. try any makeup right before the event like i know people that'll like not decide what kind of face they want and they'll do it like two hours before the show and then they were like, oh, fuck, I hate this. And you're like, what What are you going to do now? <laughs> you got to go on stage. Like, That's madness. That yeah. would be so stressful. And I know lots of people do it because people don't practice. That's, you know, it's in our nature to, like, procrastinate. And you probably see a lot of diva moments. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, I have diva moments. Ooh, what's your de- deviaist moment that you've had? Have you ever had a freak out over something? Minor. Yeah. Uh, but other people are like why, why are you freaking out <laughs> um my mustache isn't clean yeah <laughs> i was thinking it might be around the mustache my mustache is very sensitive time. <laughs> right. uh, one time i was in one of Rouge's shows i don't remember which one but i forgot the glue that i used for my mustache to, to Ooh, glue it on. do you use lash glue no i use um i used to use spirit gum oh um but now i use prosade which is a medical grade adhesive oh shit yeah uh, what's way better uh, it's kind of falling off right now but that was because i'm very sweaty yeah and um <laughs> how are you doing by the way are we oh yeah good? No, i'm not ter- oh, good. like not terrible at all i just good, good, good. Um, i don't think i i think i was sweaty when i put it on oh so it didn't so, yeah, it didn't, didn't set properly yeah. um but yeah i forgot my glue and i like i was pretty much crying <laughs> they were like just go on without a mustache and i was like i'm red slower i didn't I understand that to an insane degree, though. Yeah. Because when you're so used to your process... Like, I look naked. Yeah. Yeah, and especially where it's, like, something so defining, yeah, and it's, like, like, part of your character. Exactly. Like, like, yeah, that would totally throw me off, too. So did you actually do it with the mustache? No, I ended up yeah, using yeah. spray adhesive, <laughs> which... 
didn't work at all and my mustache was falling off like the whole number and then eventually i think i was doing escapes like the pina colada song <laughs> so yeah. i was doing a pina colada at the end and i just like put my mustache in it and someone <laughs> drink it <laughs> oh my god i was thinking about that the other day about the idea of picking songs for drag and what makes a good drag song and you know what I kind of landed on? And tell me if I'm wrong on this, because I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> but I, I just know with me, like, if I ever did hyperdrag, mm-hmm. I would want to pick a song that had kind of a story in it mm-hmm. or, like, visuals. Yeah. Like, and for me, like, this is so dumb. <laughs> but I was thinking of, like, Waking Up in Vegas by Katy Perry. Yeah. Like, where it's, like, talking about Vegas. And, yeah, like, it's, like, storyline. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, would you agree with that? Like, you kind of have to tell a story through your performance like i'm you not do. a huge fan of drag performers that just it's kinda just dance. a lip sync dance yeah i uh, need some some acting yeah some storyline story yeah yeah um yes and no right um definitely you need to tell a story with your drag yeah. whatever that story is it isn't like the song doesn't have to be a story like That's that true. has a specific anything right but it's what you make it right like um I know people who do, like, mixes of lots of things or... Um, Mega mix. Yeah. Or, like, I do do, like, straight up lip syncs, but it's very, like, character-based, right? So, like, you are going to be Ron Burgundy, and but you're going to sing Sex Bomb. And, like, ah! so you're doing all the mannerisms and stuff, but, like, it's not necessarily, like, Ron Burgundy goes to the news station and then he meets right. a girl. Like, it's not it's a like story, that. but it might not be the it might not be the standard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Storyboard kind of thing. Right. Um, there's all like, there's just so many kinds of drag that it's just like you can do anything you as long as it's entertaining. Yeah, like that's the number one rule. It should be entertaining, and you should look like you're having fun, and look like you're having but, fun. Unless you're a sad goth queen, like that's cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Have you ever had something happen in your life where you really? Something in your personal life that just really hit you hard that you had to then go perform? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was one of the co-founders of, excuse me, of Genderfuck, which is um, a locally produced show. And that's, it's more of a, like, I find this more like political and like hard hitting show, a lot more like gender feels and like emotional numbers and things like that. And that's usually where I bring those numbers um, where it's like, you know, something you need to express. Right. Something that's, like, painful or or hard, and you need that outlet. Yeah. I find, like, that's kind of why we created Genderfuck, was because there, was, there wasn't a lot of space for that. You know, it's kind of a downer to have in the middle of, like, a high-energy show, um, you know, throw in, like, a thing about dysphoria. <laughs> you're like, right. You know, it, but these are real issues people yeah, experience, especially, especially people in that. Yeah, especially in our community. Like, there should be space for that. Yeah. And, um, it's kind of so, like therapy. Yeah. It is. It honestly is. And it has been for me for a long time. Even doing yeah. ret, like, silly, weird shit. Like, that is a therapy for me. Because that's, you know, being weird and gross. And, like, yeah. and it's an expression. Exactly. And, and yeah, it's just, it's all art, you know? Yeah. Whatever you want to make it. Right. Yeah. Do you ever, like, dress up as ret just, like, when you, even when you don't have a show? No, but mostly because... Um, <laughs> It's a lot of work. Of the get ready time? Yeah. A lot of get ready time. And um, I do it, like, I'll do it for, like, going to someone else's show. Like, going to the bar. Uh-huh. But, like, not performing, but, like, going to see someone. Like, I'll dress up in drag. Because you're kind of in that community. Exactly. And, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. A lot of the time people don't recognize me out of drag. Like, 
straight up, like, people I know, I'll pass them on the street, I'm like, hey, and they're like, huh? What the fuck is that? And I'm like, it's Rhett. And they're like, Rhett! <laughs> or I'll start laughing. That's usually when people can recognize you me. You do have a very distinct laugh. I have laugh. a very distinct laugh. Yeah. And I, it's very loud over the speakers. So, like, people know it very well. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, like, I'll be walking down the street, not in drag, and I'll laugh. And, like, someone will be up the street, and they're like, is that Rhett? Like, oh, my gosh. So funny. Yeah. So, yeah. So, usually, if I'm going out to a show or something like that, I'll dress up. But, like, day to day, No. Because yeah. it's a character for me. Yeah. Right? It's performative. Yeah. And, like, when I first started, it wasn't as performative. It was very much, like, a gender expression for me. Ah. So, like, I learned how to do contouring, and then I would, like, contour through the day. Like, I would just – it would be regular makeup for me. But mm. now it's, like, heavy stage makeup and, like, this specific wig and, like, these giant eyebrows. And, like, that's very much a character. Yes. It's um, exaggerated. Yeah. But, yeah. like, when I do my makeup, like, regular day – like yeah, if I wear makeup, I was gonna say, do, do you I, tend to wear it? Like, I would when say, you're just... like, I wear it like twenty five percent of the time. Oh, okay. Like, I it used to be even closer to like fifty, right? But now it's I'm lazy. <laughs> Mostly, it's just lazy. I love wearing makeup. It's it, it's very affirming. Like, I love it. It makes you look better. I've always had bad skin, so it's yeah, like, you know, it's it's it just makes you feel better sometimes. Ding ding. I yeah. <laughs> I mean, I fucking love it too. Yeah, yeah. I and like if I had the time and the patience absolutely i would do it every day but yeah but yeah so i started like contouring and stuff like that but now yeah it's become this like fully fledged like persona persona that's um that's different from who i am yeah but do you think in some ways it's an extension yeah oh like 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 there's stuff that i can say as rhett that i want to say as charlie (laughs) but i can't (laughs) but when you're rett you can fucking say it i can say where the fuck (laughs) oh i love that you gave me the mic you're here to listen to me (laughs) have you ever told anyone off oh absolutely and drag because you just felt more powerful yeah sometimes yeah yeah like reverse heckling sometimes (laughs) reverse heckling it's uh, getting mad at the audience yeah oh it's kind of my favorite thing to do um that's amazing yeah tell me about that so what like is this people who are being dick in the crowd or definitely that yeah sometimes it's like friends that i know like <laughs> call them out from like they'll be at the back and i'm like why are you sitting at the back like you don't have any money like you can't oh, I, love it. <laughs> I love the sauce yeah <laughs> like stuff like that or like you know someone tries new makeup and I'm like, did, you, did your mother paint that for you <laughs> like, you know it's always something or like people who are being an asshole it's like hey there's a show going on here yeah would you like to join us like yeah i actually think that's a huge thing too because that's something people get nervous about and then but if you are in that in Position. that in that role yeah. like it would make you more likely to do it yeah exactly and and it helps like yeah as much as, like, people don't like being rude and we're Canadian, whatever, like, if someone's being an asshole at the back of the bar, tell them. Tell them. Yeah. yeah. Call them out. Make everybody look at them. And then they're not going to do it anymore. Yeah. Unless that's, they're super drunk. And then you can get them kicked out. That's a huge thing. <laughs> I have a lot of comedians. I go to a lot of comedy shows. Yes. It's very similar to comedy shows, too, where people t- are talking through the sets. And it's, it's just, like, the disrespect. Yeah. And I... Like, I'm usually sitting at the back with the comics because I'm friends with them. Mm-hmm. And I recently, like, just decided to go over to a table and tell them to shut the fuck up. And it was very empowering. Yeah. And actually, the whole night, I was very amped up on that energy because I yeah. was just like, motherfucker, like, I swear to God, these are my friends. Do not talk during their sets. Yeah. And I think I'm going to just start doing that from now on at you shows. Should. I'm just going to be, like, an unofficial bouncer mm-hmm. and tell people to start being, stop being dicks. Anytime that I'm in the audience at a show, I'm the one who's turning around being like, fuck off. Yeah. What do you think about phone <laughs> going on your phone or texting during? Don't like it. Not during a number. Check. Like, 
people will take videos, pictures. That's cool. But if you're sitting there in the front row fucking texting. Like having a text conversation. Exactly. It's one thing if you take a video and post it. Like you take a Snapchat and you post it and you just write a quick caption Mm -hmm. press send. Like that's fine, I think. But but don't be having full-blown conversations. Yeah. Like if you – it's like – that's the thing. I think, like, as a society, we, like, texting is, like, second nature now. It's just, like, we, everyone just does it all the time. But it, it should be treated, like, in a show situation. It should be treated like a phone call. Yeah. Would you sit there on the phone while someone's performing? Yeah. No, you wouldn't. Like, yeah. go outside. Do your thing. Seriously, though. Like, no, you're right. Yeah. And it's just, but it's so ingrained to just, you know, be constantly in contact with everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. But, yeah, I call people out. Yeah, you have to. Otherwise, they don't learn. I love that. <laughs> I love that. I definitely want to go to a show now and just be on my total good behavior. Absolutely. <laughs> I will call you out. Just, even if you're not doing anything. <laughs> okay. Call me out all you want. Yeah. I, I need to get into this, like, the mode of a performer. Yes. And be able to get up there. What about, like, confidence? Because obviously you've developed confidence over the this, like, whole journey. Yeah. Is there anything that you're still, like, not that confident about that you're working on in Uh, terms of drag like in terms of drag definitely um dancing is always tough for me learning choreography is terrifying yeah i can imagine i do mostly solo right for like most of my performances are solo performances yeah so then when i get matched up with like a group or like a partner and then i'm like oh my god what if i fuck up and i just get so embarrassed right and you're just your own worst enemy at that point so like that's definitely like my downfall is like learning like specific choreography with another person right yeah so that's something i'm working on though like i did did two group numbers over pride oh good yeah which is wonderful and like they went really well oh thank god yeah (laughs) i think too like like and too like i'm I'm thinking a lot about like body image issues Mm. and stuff like oh yeah definitely um which is obviously something you must have experienced Mm -hmm. at some point and when you're not feeling right in your body and like comfortable in your body Doing something like dancing yeah. or dressing up in a costume, like or getting on a stage, like or taking your clothes off on stage, yeah, like burlesquers or I mean drag kings take their clothes off all the time. That's what we do. Like, and, like a, you forget your lyrics, so you take your clothes off. But and, like you gotta do it because you're that's what you're doing. Yeah, but then you're like you're in your head. Sometimes. You have these body image issues. Mm-hmm. So is there any tips you have in dealing with that, or like maybe maybe listen to the people that are complimenting you yeah right take that seriously because people brush that off you know they're like oh like no i'm not or like blah blah say thank you oh my gosh that's so important and just being like thank you like thank you for giving me that compliment i've been making an effort to stop myself from being self-deprecating when people compliment me and just just go thank you like it's a hard thing to do but once you start doing that it feels really good it does feel good because you're like even if you don't think you look good they are appreciating you like yeah they see that in you and yeah. like that's wonderful you should you should take that in you should absorb that yeah and the more times you do that the more confident you get because you start seeing those things if you yeah. start accepting those compliments yeah um and also just like rehearsing right is a big, like a lot of people don't rehearse enough so then they get on stage and they're like oh i didn't see my body this way or i didn't see the way it moved when i did this until i was on stage and then i panicked like like especially like burlesque like taking your top off uh like taking your bra off or like shaking your belly or whatever like you don't if you're not looking in a mirror when you're doing those things and that's why they have mirrors at dance exactly um 
then you know all of a sudden you're looking down because you're taking your bra off and you're like oh my god everything is jiggling and you weren't ready for that i mean that's beautiful i love it that's what i do like i don't hide anything but um you know that can be a big eye-opener eye-opener for people and it and you can see it on their faces sometimes right in a number so yeah just you know rehearse get comfortable with what you're wearing like make sure you buy things that fit oh my god that's like such an important thing yeah like that was something that i really really had to learn when i started drag because you know you squeeze yourself into things you're like oh i want to be that you know size seven like i want to fit into those clothes and we're like but it doesn't make you feel good no you don't you're not comfortable it doesn't fit right like it doesn't look good. And Going that like, side, a couple size ups, like, will be life difference. changing. Yeah, 100%. it makes a huge difference. And people don't realize that a lot of the time. Yeah. They think, like, if it's bigger, then it's going to be uglier. Yeah. And, like, that is such a, like, societal thing. It's like, ugh, yeah. I, I heard of uh, a yoga studio, I think it's in, like, L.A. or somewhere, that is mirrorless. Mm. So they don't have any mirrors. Because mm-hmm. they want people to be more comfortable Comfortable. in their body and not be looking so much like especially with yoga where i think it's definitely different with dance where mm -hmm. you kind of you need to see what you're doing wrong yeah because you need to get better but like with yoga it's like i really like that idea because anytime i've done a yoga class i've always just felt so out of place i'm Mm -hmm. like i look at the other people i'm like this is not what i look like what am i doing i'm so awkward yeah and so i find that concept interesting just Mm -hmm. the idea of like not putting mirrors in like a workout yeah definitely and like that can that can be helpful as well um, with, like, getting over, like, being obsessed with, you know, the self-deprecation and stuff like that. But then there's some people that, like, they're not quite self-deprecating, but they, they don't have the confidence. Yeah. And, like, they don't see it in themselves. Right. Um, and that's – I think that's when, you know, you know, being your own fan club comes in, right? Like, you – if you want fans, you need to be about yourself. Like You need to be a fan of yourself. You need to be a fan of yourself. Like, you, you know, you need to put out why you're great. Like, you need to put out, like, these are my talents. And, like, or, like, call out your shortcomings because you don't want other people to point them out to say it about yourself. Like, exactly, yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of always why I've always loved self-deprecating humor because yeah. it is sort of a, a form of control in and, a way. Yeah, and, like, yeah. You, obviously, like, you can take anything too far, right? Yeah. If it's all you do is self-deprecate and it's not funny anymore. Like, <laughs> true dot <laughs> and like that's uh, i just find like i find like body confidence and just confidence in general and all that and self-love like it's just i did i never thought it would be such a struggle mm. and that's another thing actually you know i think about it go to other shows go to other people's shows yeah especially if you're dragon burlesque yeah go see those confident people like go Ooh, see yeah. other people who are bigger like myself or like any of my other like drag king friends or burlesque friends that are you know bigger or are a person of color or like anything anything that you can be uncomfortable about you're gonna see that on stage right right and and you see you know someone you know who's not you know a size five shaking their everything on stage and loving it and feeling confident and people are giving them money and like you feel good yeah you're like maybe i can do that maybe that can be burlesque so do did you say that you teach burlesque no no um, are you i'm part of a burlesque troupe oh okay so you learned it i yeah i learned burlesque um just going to shows and things like that i took a burlesque class from kaylicious at um serpentine studio i have heard of this I'm, yes oh, i would I love to, to try everyone it. like i i did it like a couple of years after i started burlesque and it still like helps so much um yeah super fun um very body positive 
and like just learning to use your body is so important oh i would love to take a class you should do it yeah because i love the art of the tease mm-hmm. it's probably my favorite yeah. thing in the yeah world. that is yeah burlesque is you know, and burlesque is like drag. Like you can be any kind of burlesque. Like yeah, there's geeky burlesque. You know, there's goth burlesque. There's neo burlesque. You can sing. You can, you know, oh. there's anything. Like if you can take your clothes off while you're doing it, it's burlesque. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. So there's so many things I want to do. Yeah. I want to do burlesque. I want to do pole dancing. Uh, I would also like to do pole dancing. <gasps> yeah, that's on my list. We should go together. Yeah, that'd be super fun. I, I, do they do drop-in classes? Is that a thing? I think that they. I think you can. Yeah, it's it's actually like shockingly not that expensive. Really? For like, I think a you can class. take like I think I think they come in like classes of like eight, eight. classes or something mm-hmm. like that, and it's not that pricey. Hmm. And I'm a big fan of doing things with friends because yes. I feel like that's motivating. You're in it together. You motivate each other. And also you can guilt each other. <laughs> you can guilt each other when the person slacks. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's it's just tons of fun. Like, I'm just so right now in a phase of, like, I just got to find my thing. Like, I don't have the money to do it all. Mm-hmm. But I want to do something physical that gets me yeah. moving. And, like, I don't know. It's just, it's just tricky. Mm-hmm. Well, it was so. like I um, – I recently did Spinning with the Stars. Ooh, have you, have you no. It's, What's um, this? It's like Dancing with the Stars, except it's all with circus artists. Uh, amazing. Yeah, so I got paired up with, with someone who's actually my roommate now. Oh, wow. Yeah, and they taught me how to do trapeze. Um, just like, not like the swinging trapeze, but like the, you know, they do flips on and I love that. stand on one leg. Whatever. So I did that, and it was a competition for um, Mental Health Nova Scotia. <gasps> so we raised a bunch of money for, oh, for them. And that's great. Yeah, we, like, com- like competed and performed together. Um, but we did, like, three months of circus training before that. And I didn't have to pay for it, which was great. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that was like the like we didn't get paid to do the show because it's a fundraiser, but we got all this training, right? And like studio time and stuff like that, and it was super fun. And I would totally do that again, but it is expensive. And that's the thing. I mean, like, like uh, it's just to make a choice whether that be joining a gym or to, mm. sign, dropping money on a class. Like, it's a big financial choice, and it's really you're just saying like I'm committing. Mm-hmm. To do, making this part of my lifestyle because I want to better myself. Mm-hmm. And there's something really powerful about that. Absolutely. Yet I still can't seem to decide which thing I want to do. <laughs> Sometimes you just have to jump in. Like, just pick it, go. Just do it. And maybe hate it. Like, I did yeah. an aerial silks class. Oh, yeah. I struggled through oh, it. Oh, gosh. Like, oh, it was the worst thing I think I've ever done. That would be terrifying. Lots of people love it. It's great. It's a wonderful sport. I am very bad at it. Yeah. <laughs> very bad. <laughs> it sucks that, like, I wonder if it's, like... If you sign up for something like that, if you realize you suck, like, two classes in, if you can get a refund. Maybe. Yeah. But then they're just like, no, everyone's bad when you start. Yeah, you and gotta like, keep going. I'm sure I would have gotten better if I did, like, more classes, but fuck, it was, like, I don't think I would ever do it again. So when we got signed up to do the circus thing, they were like, oh, like, do you want to learn this or this? I was like, absolutely no, sir. Arrow sucks. I will learn anything except for that. <laughs> 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 you cannot get me back up there. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's insane. Well, fuck, right? We're gonna wrap it up. But this was so fun. This was such a great conversation. Mm-hmm. I thank you so much for coming on and uh, shedding some light and insight on all this stuff. Do what I can. I do what I can. And and also, I want to say too, like I've done live streams in the past, and I wouldn't mind doing a drag live stream sometime Ooh. where we could 
do like a little, maybe not like a drag show, but like have a bunch of drag people come over and hang out and drink yeah. and talk to the internet. Mm-hmm. If you're that. down for that, I'll keep you posted. Absolutely. Keep me on board. Rouge would totally do that too. And you know what's the best combination in the and world? And Rouge and I are hilarious together. I was just I was just thinking Rouge would have to come back. <laughs> yeah. And maybe some get some fucking comedians too because yes. the mixture of drag and comedy I actually is did. the best mixture. I hosted my first comedy show. Kinky comedy? Yes. I was going to go. Uh, and yeah. I, I don't remember why I didn't. Something came up. It was very I couldn't weird. Go. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> Was it was it? really funny because I don't think any, maybe one, any of the comedians were kinky. Oh, it was like, <laughs> my friend Kirsten Finch was on that yes. one. Yes. Oh my God, yeah. I loved her. She yeah. was so funny. She's so great. Also, great body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. She was, she got, like, they got punished basically after their numbers or Did after their. Yeah. Hang on. Okay. Tell me everything about okay, this. So, what do you mean they got punished? Um. So basically there was a dominatrix there. <gasps> And there was, like, a bunch of gear set up, like, uh, a St. Andrew's cross and, like, a spanking bench. And they had a bunch of implements. (laughs) And then we had a wheel. It was, like, a, you know, like, Wheel of Fortune wheel that had different, like, pie pieces on it. And one would be, like, spank. And one would be, like, electrical play. (gasps) One would be, like, strip. And the comedians got on that? Yeah. Yeah, they would have to spin it. And then the dominatrix would do whatever it says oh my uh, gosh like, i didn't know this yeah they consented to everything before like they of had course. yeah all that stuff all the safety stuff is um done but uh yeah super funny and oh. so like there were some people that like that was their first time ever being spanked and like, hilarious <laughs> it was so fucking funny and I then there was I me who was just like a kinky person <laughs> like very engulfed in that scene so oh my god yeah so i was just like <laughs> oh it was super fun that's hilarious. I regret not going now. I remember that. I'm sure there'll be another one. I went. I didn't go because I had the opportunity to go on a boat ride. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so dumb, but it's just like one of those things like, like I just had the chance and I was like, oh, I'll just yeah, it's a boat ride. I'll go on that. Yeah. But holy fuck. I, I'd like to do more with you. Yeah. We'll figure something out. We'll figure out. something out. I, we'll do even just like the maybe, beginning of a beautiful maybe, friendship. Maybe you could co-host an episode with Rouge. Because mm. that's another thing I, I want to do is get co- guest co-hosts. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah. So now that you've done an episode, you qualify as a guest co-host now. <laughs> Excellent. I'm a professional. And you have hosting <laughs> experience. So it's perfect. But thanks so much for coming on. Mm. This, where can people find you and follow you and keep up to date on what you're doing? You can find me on Instagram, Rhett Slutler. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook, Rhett Slutler. <laughs> Uh, luckily, none of those things have been taken down, which is super Thank <laughs> good. And uh, you can also follow the Halifax Drag Kings. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, HFX Drag Kings. Oh, amazing. On Perfect. Instagram. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Those are those are all my people. Also, Blue Lobster Burlesque. Ooh, Blue is, Lobster Burlesque. Yeah, so that's my burlesque troupe as well. Amazing. And that's the only one in the Maritimes, I think. Okay. Yeah. Any upcoming shows that you want to plug coming up? At, this will come out next, like, next Friday. Next Friday. Okay. Yeah. Um, what do I got coming up? August is usually slow. Is it, yeah? September 14th is going to be the emo show. Ooh. <gasps> what? <laughs> Felix Static and I, we've been planning this show for three years. And yeah, it's an all emo show. So emo music? Emo Are we music, talking emo d- numbers, emo clothing. There's going to be a fucking terrible eyeliner. There's going to be scene kids. It's going to be hilarious. I'm in. Yeah. So that's that's September me 14th. And, that's me in junior high, high school. Same. Yeah, that's what yeah, we were trying to, to like, pick out performers to, to like ask to be in the show. And we are like, okay, who would have been a, a emo kid? I think I was going to like right time frame and also like, you know, like their music now. Like I wouldn't. I don't think oh. anyone would see Red and be like, you are an emo so, kid. And then the drag, and then like the drag people will do emo, emo songs. songs. Yeah. <gasps> 
I'm so excited. Oh, I want to hear some My Chemical Romance. Oh, there will definitely be MCR. Yeah, for sure. Amazing. Oh, yeah. I will make sure to link below to all of this. That sounds unreal. <laughs> I'm I'm so glad that you came on and that I got to know you better. And I wish you the best of fucking luck. Thank you. Because you're killing it. You're truly killing you it. You too. Yes, we're both killing it. Yes. All right. Well, you get to end the episode with the bell ring. Ring that bell. Yay! <laughs> <laughs>